What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams. Back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast. New, 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 new world order. Here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel, you in here with the Bruce Wayne of this ish. The king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth. Yours truly, the notorious one, a.k.a. Mr. Coachellini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Adamus, and you in here in the Desert Storm Bunker with EWF, Every Woman's Fantasy, and CGAC God Allah, and the eight-time demonetized champion here on YouTube. This is the best entertainment here. And guess what? We made it to the weekend. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? Not only the weekend, we made it to Memorial Day weekend. Some of your government ninjas got the day off on Monday. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend? And nigga? I always tell you guys every weekend where the there's a day a day of uh, um a day a Monday day off. Make sure you have your bail money. Make sure you do not go get into a fight over the weekend because your ass staying into the pokey until Tuesday. Make sure you wear your condoms. Do not go to jail this weekend. Get your bail money, Ninja. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? Get your bail money on the weekend, Ninja. You're going to be in the pokey all goddamn week into the middle of next weekend. Shout out to all the American men who lost their lives fighting, in many cases, in political wars. However, fighting for the freedoms that we maintain today, your sacrifice is duly noted on this weekend we will honor you brothers here by respecting the first amendment and specifically the second amendment we're going to honor those we're going to keep those high we're going to boycott gillette we're going to boycott miller light bud light target we're going to keep the american way and we thank the men who sacrificed and lost their lives when then many chances they many times they did not have a choice many of these people didn't have a choice many people chose to serve Many of us have family members. We have family members that have served in the U.S. armed forces, in the militaries. All right. Despite the politics of all of these wars that we can look at as us draft dodgers, us people who did not sacrifice a damn thing, us people that didn't have to live in the barracks, us men that did not have to have Jody get our girl. We can easily sit and discuss these wars as if we know everything, but there have been men who fought these wars and they lost their lives over these wars and it wasn't about politics they had no choice they had to get on the front line they had to hold the line and sometimes they had to lose their lives in order for this so here's the thing rest in peace to all the military men that lost their lives this is the weekend that we should honor them and we should maintain a little bit of sanity when we have discussions about american and american politics and honor the men that had no choice and the men who made choices to sacrifice and risk their life right here for us to be able to do what we do because without those men i wouldn't be able to have a show out here new 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 world order without those men i wouldn't have a show so with that thank you for your service and we honor this weekend is the honor of the men who died in the battles died out here all right and then veterans day is the honor of the men that still are with us and the men who have died as well and the women <laughs> all right in the women shout out to the ladies amelia Earhart, and there was another one she wasn't in the war but i'm just saying 
Shout out to all of the brothers, the uh, brothers of the Tuskegee Airmen and all of these brothers. All right. Anyway, man, not to bring let's bring the show back into order. Today's topic, NBA player wins full custody and he promptly sues every goddamn body. And he should. We're going to talk about him. He wins full custody of his son. All right. After his ex-wife uses the abuse excuse and kidnaps his kid. Oh, yeah. We don't talk about that because we're going to talk about custody. And uh, we got a, we got a politician, another politician, catching the divorce L. Divorce is in the wind. Man, divorce is in the, is in the, uh, divorce is in the air. I thought love is in the air. Divorce is in the air. <laughs> All right. Good Lord have mercy. All right, another politician is going to catch these judges' hands. And, of course, she about to clean out his pockets, too. And you know she know where the bodies are buried. It's about to be crazy. Ninja about to pay up. Gwen Stefani's ex sounds off about the uh, co-parenting myth. He's going to talk about that. And Flo Rider, after winning a big, big lawsuit, his baby mama terrorist, well, listen, he doesn't have any association with this child. But his ex-girlfriend, who had a baby by him, comes for those pockets oh my goodness can't make this shit up all right and we got some straggling sniggle theater listen to contribute to today's show the dollar sign the notorious cgl and the cash app coach greg adams tv on Venmo. paypal.me backslash coach greg adams and that is pinned to the top of the live chat on the free agent lifestyle channel and you can super chat on the notorious new 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 world order cga channel all right. I, I, um, I know that there's some things that going on. Um, there's some, uh, there's a dating coach that got, you know, he's been getting roasted by Abba and preach. He's a person that hasn't had very much nice things to say about me. And I'm not about the drama. I know people have loyalties and allegiances to people here in the manosphere or the red pill space or whatever the, you wherever you want to call these. And we'll just call it the algorithm, the male algorithm. And, um, I'm not going to give this person the, the, the time or day, to even mention his name on my show because that's how I operate. However, I want to put out a warning. And um, uh, recently, a lot of these men, especially men that had funky things to say about CGA, a lot of them are getting their comeuppance. A lot of them are looking real goofy right about now. All right. And uh, and then some people um, are incorrectly labeling these people Manosphere. They're incorrectly labeling them Red Pill and Godfathers and all of these people. And none of these people are under any umbrella. In fact, most of us are on under our separate umbrella. In fact, many of these people are goofy, some goofy dating coaches that have used game as a way to sell narratives to men. And I've been trying to destroy that myth. And of course, these dudes are getting their comeuppance and looking goofy. Yeah, they part of the goof troop. And I've been telling you they've been part of the goof troop. And uh, take a look at what's going on now. I mean, I told you. Uh, Say these theory shit, and then when you got when you get down in the real world and touch grass, ninja, you ain't got no game, you ain't getting no bitches. It's what it is, and it's being proven left and right. It's being proven left and right that CGA is the king of kings in here. That these ninjas running around here talking about they gaming and they getting girls and they getting late. None of them getting a the goddamn thing around here. And I've been telling y'all that. If it when if the proof. The proof is in the pudding. CGA be out in these streets. I'm telling you, um, you know, and I'm not here proving that I get girls and don't get girls. I think it's stupid to actually go out here and say using tactics, get women. It's it's I've been destroying that myth and I'm going to continue to destroy it. And I don't give a shit if you want to tell me your old ass got game. 
I know you ain't. You are lame and you are goofy. And these nerds out here are getting exposed. I've been telling you the biggest nerds in this sphere are ninjas that talk about game and dating. It's 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 undisputed and it keeps being proven. In fact, when I'm on some of these shows, when I'm on some of these shows, it's proven the women are like putty in my hand. The women are quite comfortable with me, although I'm supposed to be the hater of women. And I tell you, these dating coaches, these pimp guys, they hate women. They hate women largely. They're taking out all of their revenge on women. And indeed, when I'm in the presence, the women feel my essence and they can do nothing but smile, even though I'm delivering this pain because this pain is the truth, right? And they know and they're fully aware of this. When I represent CGA, when I represent the free agent lifestyle, okay, I'm out here and it shows. I show well. Every time I went on any of these shows, I perform well. You cannot say that for the majority of these goof troop ninjas out here. And it continues to be revealed and only time will reveal. And so this is why, indeed, I will never mention these people's name, although it would be quite popular for me to rain on their parade. It keeps being proven. And here's the deal. Here's the deal. Um, you guys in this so-called space need to stop trying to be famous. Stop trying to be famous. Ninja's going on a war tours with Muhammad, my man. Ninja's trying to go on a war tours. You're popping over here. You're popping over here. And you ain't got the gift of gab. You ain't got the mouthpiece. You don't got the charisma. You don't have what it takes to be CGA. So don't try to be Kevin Samuels. Don't try to be CGA. Ninja's got ganged up by four straggle daggles and a couple of flatbacks. This shit is embarrassing. <laughs> Ninja over here, I'll make you famous. It's CGA and nobody else at this particular point. And I'm tired of these other goofy-ass ninjas running around here, throwing everybody in the manosphere, throwing everybody in the red pill. Let's just get this straight. These dating coaches are being exposed. They're just dating coaches. They're just snake oil salesmen. None of them. And there's one big dude that ain't never been in front of a woman. I ain't never seen this ninja in eight years of content. Never. And you talking about game and all this bullshit. <laughs> All right, look, the truth will be exposed. The person that will remain at the end will be the King of Kings. Anyway, the King of Kings isn't here. <laughs> and I also jump a little, man. Somebody do something about this ninja dressing, man. Come on, man. Can't be running around looking like this, man. All right, you got to give it up to Kevin Samuels. My man look good in the suit. Some of these other goofy ninjas, man. <laughs> and look, man, I ain't got to even expose nobody. All I got to do is keep showing up. And then when I get ambushed, CGA handle it like a champ. Ninja was in the corner like Floyd Mayweather. Oh, you set me up. Pat, 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 came out, uppercut to the gut. I wasn't even prepared. Ninja came in. Ninjas came in. I came in with vans and a sweatsuit on, and Ninja came and delivered the goods. Mm. <laughs> All right. CGA, man. What I want, I'm, dude, some of these people need to apologize to me. <laughs> they need to apologize to me, man. And my name better not never come out of these people's mouths. By the way, many of these people had ample opportunities to meet me in person and they refused. So this is why I don't mention their name <laughs> on my show. But look, the truth is being revealed, man. The truth is being revealed. Hey, you keep talking that shit on the Internet. And then when you get in the presence of young pieces of peace leave and can't handle it. Young pieces of peace leave. <laughs> I got that shoulder roll left. Ninja like. <laughs> Hey man, you got prime punani sitting in front of you and they and they whipping you into the ropes. <laughs> Yo, I will never ever have four uh I would never have uh five flatbacks 
and a mastodon with me in, Ninja. Mm. You ain't never gonna see that. <laughs> you ain't never gonna see. You ain't gonna see the junior college stomp me out. You're never gonna see me at a sorority getting stomped and mopped up. You're never gonna see that, bro. My man was at the sorority house getting stomped, Ninja. Please. Mm. I mean, what? <laughs> Yo. Hey, you guys got to want, here's the deal. <laughs> Young pieces of Calico, you got to know what's going on, man. You're not, you got to play your role. Know your role and shut your mouth. And he's just the latest of these goofy nerds that that been out here popping a lip, putting they name, putting my name in their mouth. It's so hard for me to sit back here in this studio looking at a guy out here hollering my name. Same show, CGA was ruling. CGA was laying down law. I go on Fresh and Fit, I lay down law. When I'm on Fresh and Fit, girls are giggling with me. They sniggling. <laughs> you see me on Fresh and Fit, they giggling, sniggling, touching my feet with their bare feet, kicking me. Ninjas go on Fresh and Fit, the bitches be like looking at them like, what in the world is this? What is this? It's just evident that the free agent lifestyle is the only, the only law. And no, the free agent lifestyle ain't a part of the manosphere. The free agent lifestyle walks alone. The free agent lifestyle rules. The free agent lifestyle is a free. We're, we're not a part of any of this shit. We're not it. But anyway, <laughs> it is what it is. The free agent lifestyle walks alone. We are the lone wolves. Woo woo. <laughs> and not only that, the free agent lifestyle is undefeated and it continues to be undefeated. All right. People are like, no, you just talk in your studio, man. I didn't came out and I didn't represent it on other people's platforms with adversity on live on shows. All right. And they had to bow down. Ooh, they had to bow down no matter what I do, where I go. All right. Everybody feels the essence of CGA and the free agent lifestyle and the coach gang and the coach gang free agent lifestyle is. <laughs> Wowzers. We crush it over here, but shout out to everybody. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Let's get to the earlier contributors today's show, man. Shout out to my wolf hall, my wolf, my wolf howl. All right. Anyway. The after pill is the rule over here. Indeed, shout out to uh, Obstacles Opportunities for bringing us that label. This is the after pill. There's no hate. There is the only, there's only the wins over here. We win. Dating coaches, y'all need to really get y'all shit together. Y'all need to get y'all shit together. All right. We got Albert Wesker says, XXs literally have to commit a crime to lose custody. They have to commit a crime to lose custody and they just have to suggest a crime for men to lose custody. In fact, I'm one to believe that any woman that uses abuse as an excuse, we call it the abuse excuse, and all women use it. In fact, most women will be encouraged to use abuse as an excuse in order to restrict fathers of their parental right. These courts should be fought in the these these charges should be fought in the criminal court. Family courts should have no business. They should have no jurisdiction on discussing abuse of children because there is no criminal penalty. If 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 a father indeed has doing all of these abuses to these children as these baby mama terrorists are, are are um accusing them of it should be immediately tried to be prosecuted in the criminal court 
All right. I would love to see it because, you know, all of these cases going to get dismissed on face value. They're going to get dismissed. They wouldn't even make it past the district attorney's office. The prosecutor would slam dunk these things and just file it in a trash receptacle because that's what most of these abuse excuses are. All right. They have no validity. But these family court judges and courthouses oftentimes try to um, litigate and have lawyers litigate things that are should be criminal. These are criminal charges that these women are levying that have no evidence. OK, no validity more than most times than not. And they should fall on his face value. All hearsay accusations. And by the way, hearsay in any courtroom, whether kangaroo or legitimate, is not admissible. So if your baby mama terrorist comes in with hearsay evidence, you immediately object. You immediately object. They would have to go get somebody who is a professional and these criminal ass counselors too. They are they should be charged criminally for bringing forth accusations that they don't uh, have try to be held up in a criminal case as well. If they are suggesting abuse has occurred as a counselor or at the rapist, they should be charging. They should have a moral obligation. They should actually have an ethical obligation to report these things to the law enforcement agencies, but they don't. And they criminally allow these allow their recommendations to jeopardize the custody of fathers these people are criminals too anyway don't get me warmed up don't get me warmed up these counselors and the rapists you're criminals too by not doing your ethical obligation of reporting these as actual crimes you actually then write a letter to the court as a um as a court officer as a court officer and then you get custody restricted based on your goddamn lies but anyway <laughs> that's neither here nor there let's get back to the rest of it Derek Eaton says it's the weekend ya bitch and here ya bitch, ya bitch. he says let's get it free agent lifestyle for life let's get the soundboard warmed up <laughs> king of country says vital info for men and comedy thank you for making my day appreciate you MC hamster shout out to the armed forces and those who gave the most. Remember, you're giving your life is the biggest, biggest form of payment. We got Choppa. Shout out to the GOAT CGA. And I got my bill money for the weekend. Your What's, bill up, nigga? Money. What's up for the weekend, nigga? Your bill money, too. All right. Double A. Mr. Allen says, good morning, coach. Here's a little coffee money. And it's barbecue all weekend. A. It's barbecue in there. And he says, and thank you for your hard work and salute to the free agent lifestyle. We do this for life. <laughs> Genuine Twan, Trucker Twan, shout out to you. He gives me the what? The mic drop. Appreciate you. My mic sound nice. Check one. Christopher Flores, what's up, coach? Thank you. Uh, thanks for the review on the podcast yesterday. It's true. As an average guy dating on dating apps, it can destroy the male ego. Even the gorditas don't respond to messages. I think it definitely is an ego destroyer for a lot of men. And if men are getting their ego destroyed on dating apps, they're certainly not going to talk to women in public. Uh, it's a sad state of the world. Mr. Martinez, Tony Martinez, Tony Martinez is a good morning coach. Long-time Ninja Watcher and first-time contributor. Free Agent Lifestyle has changed my life after my divorce. Shout-out to the Coach Gang and my favorite African-American grifter. Uh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. 
Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? Indeed, I know what you're talking about. Trump 2024. Shout out to I am. Says book trip to Monterey. Shout out to you, the junior college. Recon boss up, Ninja. My man going to Monterey, and he's going to have some senoritas. Enjoy. Spicy. Juan Primera says, only game ninjas need to learn. Only thing game ninjas need to learn is the game of life. Yep. A lot of them are uh, struggling at game of life. We tell you guys that the game of life is the biggest game you're going to play. And in fact, if you actually do well in the game of life, women are a byproduct of success. Okay, you still got to have an understanding of how they work, but they are byproduct of success. Don't panic, ninjas. You ain't getting no women. It's all right. We got no government name over there. Shout out from the BK. Thanks for answering my question about uh, UFOs a while back. Coach, he says, you're, he says, you give life-saving info. I'm helping these young dudes, and I don't take it lightly because there's more to life than getting played by women. Thanks, Coach. It's more to life than getting played by women. Guys, you, listen, I actually said something the other day, and I said by 25, a woman, a woman has had met all the men she's need to possibly have met, met to make a judgment of um, available men for them to marry, date, seriously settle down by 25. She's met enough guys to have picked a good one. Okay. Now, you men, by 25, you should have had at least one, two heartbreaks to wake your punk ass up. Okay, by 25. And it's all right to lose out here. I've lost. I've gotten finessed, heartbroken, right? And none of them had to do with my marriage. Most of the finessing came from, you know, dealing with these girls. All of us have struggles. Ninjas out here that talk about they ain't never struggled with a woman. Come on, man. But you should have got your heart broken a couple times by 25 to realize this ain't no game out here. <laughs> this ain't no game. It gets real. It gets real. You should know by now. You should know by now. All right. D, uh, D. Will is in the building. Eight or four course meal with drinks yesterday on the Vegas Strip. And it wasn't even $100. Everything is cheaper when you leave the bitches at home. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Everything's cheaper. When you leave women at the crib and you go travel, you go eat, you go to the basketball games, you go to the – man, it's better to leave them at home. It's – um, you know, my, my percentage is off. It's more than double. Taking a woman anywhere. It's more than double. I don't care if you go into the grocery store. It's more than double. Like the percentages. So if it's a if it's a hundred bucks to eat a nice meal at a restaurant, it's 250 to take a woman. 250 easily. And that's not including the tip. You go to a football game and the ticket is 200 bucks. You're going to eat snacks and bring in and sneak in sunflower seeds and peanuts. You take a woman to a football game, it's now 750 bucks. That's her ticket plus the parking, the drinks, and all that shit. Because, you know, when you go by yourself, Ninja, you could just park wherever the hell you want and walk your ass to the stadium. When you got her, oh, I got my heels, I got my shoes. Don't park too far. So you trying to impress her parking all in the VIP and shit, right? And so you parking right in the stadium parking lot, 120 parking. She going to the damn stand to get peanuts and nachos and tacos. And, ooh, they have gourmet sushi here. She Every quarter she going to the goddamn thing. She drinking three beers. You go to a nice fancy restaurant, she didn't order three drinks. Guys, that's 75 bucks by itself. 
Oh, and she got to wear her shirt. Oh, I don't have a jersey. Can we stop to get a jersey? Yeah, go ahead and spend your money. Oh, it's just more expensive. And if you aren't that dude and you don't have the money, trust me, don't take them to the game, bro. Don't take them to the game. Did she want a little hat? She want the diamond studded hat. Yep, she getting the barbecue sandwiches and shit. You take traveling, traveling. You travel by yourself. You know what I mean? You're going to spend what you're going to spend. You take her, you're going to spend two and a half to three times as, as much. Same trip. Same goddamn trip. <laughs> All right, so look, we tell you guys, tell you guys, chill out. Until you have the money, don't do it. All right, all you're going to do is frustrate yourself and keep yourself broke. I'm going to get into the first part of the story here. What are we doing here? Oh, this will be a short one. Do not go out like this dude right here. Apparently, there's a, a guy who went on the television show, Steve Harvey show, Family Feud, and look at this goofy here. All right, you can tell he got some issues. Let's let the story reveal itself. Fair use. A Family Feud contestant who joked on national TV that getting married was a mistake now on trial, accused of killing his estranged wife. My audio is weird. I'm hearing it in two different headphones. So apologies for that. So if you didn't get the gist, he joked about getting married and deleted his wife. Uh oh. All right, let's get to it. What's the biggest mistake you made at your wedding? Honey, I love you, but said I do. Oh. <laughs> Not my mistake. Not my mistake. I love my wife. Authorities say in February of this year, Tim Bleetick killed his wife, Becky. This phone shows searches for the phone. How to open my door with a crowbar. How to make a homemade pistol silencer. On Tuesday, Bleetick in court for opening arguments in his case. The last minute of Becky's life, were sent in fear and pain uh -oh. and terror. And this case is dripping with reasonable doubt. Becky Bleaknick's father taking the stand Tuesday telling jurors how he discovered her body. I ran up the stairs uh, and since she supposedly was sick, um, <laughs> I went to the bedroom to see if she was laying down. Didn't see anything in her bedroom, went into the attached bathroom. And that's when I Long found her body short. lying on the floor. She she looked like she was dead. Well, I think she was, and uh, she definitely on the flat back. She could she I won't speak ill of the dead, but she has a lot of things that we would call out on her. And she's a mother of three here, and I'm glad they got the pictures blurred out. But um, don't go out like this ninja. This ninja tried to I don't know what he was doing, innocent to prove it guilty, right? But uh, yeah, man, he tried to joke and sniggle and it didn't work in his favor here we go a family feud contestant who joked on national tv that getting married was a mistake now on trial accused of killing his estranged wife what's the biggest mistake you made at your wedding honey i love you but said i do <laughs> yeah man uh yeah that ain't gonna work man hey gentlemen if you don't like being married First thing you do is leave. Now, I guess people are saying she was sick. The father assumed she was sick. She died. Possibly it because that might be his defense. Hey, she was sick. Everybody knew she was sick. I ain't did Nathan. All right. So we'll give you an update on that case. Um, he is on trial currently. And uh, if there is a, a result of that trial, if we get a verdict, we will probably try to bring it to you. 
Um, but yeah, don't don't need to delete your wife, you guys. Don't need to do it. All right, let's get to straggle and sniggle theater. It's not worth losing your freedom. And yes, you might be out in 15 to 20 years, but uh, it's not worth it. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky, come get high with me. That's a deal, right? Okay. Straggling Sniggle Theater. Let's go to um, a young lady. I don't even know who it is, but this might be an older video. Uh, but because uh, they're driving a Ford Taurus, it looks like an old vehicle. But uh, it's an old uh, video, potentially, but uh, still a good video. Apparently, a group of young women thought that cops did not give pretty girls tickets. All right. And, you know, pretty young things. And so the cop is going to address it. Because that's what the woman said. Remember, like, there's a woman says, we can smile and look pretty and get out of trouble. Let's see what the police officer has to say about this. And uh, we'll turn up the volume right here. Let's go ahead and play it. You didn't think we gave pretty girls tickets? You're absolutely right. We don't. Sign here. No. You didn't think we gave pretty girls tickets? You're absolutely right. We don't sign here. Oh! Pardon me. No, that didn't go well for her. Uh, <laughs> uh, officer, officer, man, you might deserve the prices right. That was a great response to that straggle daggle. All right. So this straggle daggle trying to get out. Hey, I'm pretty officer. Look at my titties. All right. And she tried to do it. And he was like, what? Oh. You thought I didn't give pretty girl tickets. Yeah, well, you're absolutely right, bitch. Who told you that you was pretty? All right, who told you? All right, yeah, you're absolutely right. Hands down, a good response. And somebody said, I missed what happened. Basically, the woman asked, I thought you didn't give pretty girls tickets. He responded, you thought I didn't give pretty girls tickets. Well, you're absolutely right, bitch. Sign right here. Essentially, <laughs> where's Mr. Brooks? Oh, man, Mr. Brooks, Mr. Brooks, that was cold, and it was a great response right on time, and I'm sure he's dealt with that before. Another straggling sniggle theater here. We're going to South America. My goodness. And we're going to Guyana. Guyana, however you respond, uh, pronounce it. Apparently, 19 people lost their lives in a Guyana dorm fire set by a girl after her phone was taken away by the faculty. Well, we did a little deep diving part of the coach game. And the story is a little bit deeper. Essentially, anytime, what do I tell you about women and their phones? I always tell you, if you really wanted to know the answer of what's going on in a woman's life, it's all in her phone. She cannot hide it. So essentially what happened was, she was having an affair with an older man, potentially a faculty member, but she was having an affair with an older man because she was in the dorm and got her phone taken away as some sort of punishment. She had to try to hide and cover up her bullshit. She will destroy. And 19 people had to lose their lives because of what she wanted to cover up with her phone, covering up her affair. All right, Guyana, we're going Guyana. Dirty Guyana. Thank you, brother. And shout out to uh the uh Guyana uh uh what's a, what's our brother's name? Uh Jim Jones. All right, isn't that where he went down to Guyana 
and tried to start the uh, paradise. The holy retreat ended up deleting everybody with the Kool-Aid. That was somewhere in Guyana, French Guyana, one of these places. Jim Jones juice drinking ninjas over there. But yes, collateral damage. Collateral damage is how they operate. This is the danger of women. And this is why men have to understand a woman can wreck your life. A woman that is inconsequential, seemingly that you have authority over, you're bigger, you're stronger, you're more powerful, you're smarter than her. And eventually what you're going to do is you're going to tempt the wrong one. I warn young men of all of the, these things, man, because you're trying to maybe get revenge over the woman or you're trying to be dominant over the woman and you think you're better than women and women are inherently not. I'm telling you, you guys don't understand. Women can outfox you and they don't give a shit about anybody else when their feelings are involved. They do not. They don't care who they take out. They don't care what gets destroyed. They do not care. This They have um, phrases about this. Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. You have Scarlet Witch, the entire movie of Scarlet Witch, which I broke down portions of it, in which it is revealed. Once a woman goes and she's, she snaps, Ninja, watch out. Yeah, you can beat her up. and Dude, man, dude, they, they turn into machines. And um, I actually heard a guy when I said this phrase once. Uh, a guy said, and this is where men are super duper foolish with this shit. Because y'all take this masculinity shit and this alpha shit way too, way too far. Because I said that once and they were like, that's being submissive to women. I'm like, you some goofy. Ass. He tried to hold masculine frame against cyborgs. Dude, people know this. Know this for a fact. Hell have no fury like a woman scorned. Ninja, you, you think, dude, you, listen. You think, man, I'm telling you, if you see a woman snap, <laughs> right, masculine frame won't go help. Um, especially like some of these uh baby mama terrorists, uh, these, these, um, these, um, what do you call them? Uh straggle daggles. Have you seen them flip out? What men forget is that women are super flexible, <laughs> right? Because you think you just gonna go ahead and just and, and clock a chick, but you don't realize she'll flip back like Gumby. And then you'll be like, whoa, you'll completely miss. You'll go grab her. And then she'll contort her body, slip right out the grip, slip right out the grip, bounce up with adrenaline pumping through her veins, spring off the floor, levitate. <laughs> you think you just going to grab a bitch by the collar and she going to be stuck there like a dude is because ninjas ain't flexible, <laughs> right? She will slip out the grip, fall back on her with her legs under her body, levitate from the room, come up in a kung fu. <laughs> they say somebody said like Satan. They they turn into the demon. And they're just like our whole masculine frame. Yeah, nah, bruh. <laughs> Dude, they come out like slip, 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 turn, do a kung fu flip. And then start the shanking and sh dude, you guys underestimate these things, man. And, and dude, the most foolish men in our world today is men who underestimate women. I'm telling you now, just because they're kind of weaker in a normal situation, they're somewhat goofy and aloof. They're distracted. Do not underestimate them. This is the wrong thing to do. And most men who lose wars are the men who are most people who lose wars are the people who thought I'm going to just come over and dominate. Uh, <laughs>
and you don't have respect for your opponent, right? Listen, they're like kittens. They're like, they have a phrase that's kind of like herding kittens. Have you ever tried to grab a cat? Dogs, dogs are bigger and stronger than cats. Dogs are seen as the masculine and the cats are seen as the feminine. Dogs be getting fucked up by kittens. Dogs get crazy jacked up by a cat. And they can't catch it. The, the cat be round, round, grabbing on stuff. That. <laughs> Yo, here's what I'm going to tell you guys. Get Trying to get revenge on women, trying to, trying to oh, underestimate them. It's a foolish endeavor. The best thing to do is just try to avoid the bullshit. Aftercare. Don't ne never try to get revenge on a woman. Never. Never. It's it's goofy. You don't. They will. It, here's the thing. They won't only make you sacrifice your life. They'll burn down the entire apartment building. As as proof, a woman will burn down an entire apartment building. She don't give a fuck. You might get her today. You might get her today. Tomorrow, she going to light everything up. Didn't y'all see waiting to exhale? There's <laughs> no point. Didn't you see waiting to exhale? She will sit up there and be like, oh, okay. Everybody going down. For real, bro. They, they do not give a F. So learn from these things. I'm trying to teach you, men. Speaking of, let's go to Africa in this straggle daggle right here. This is somewhat of a skit, but straggling Sniggles Theater is a skit. Um, we have a young piece of calico trying to entice her professor into giving her a good grade. Take a look. Here's the professor, Brother Noomse, and the young piece of African calico putting her knockers all on his shoulder. Let's roll the clip. Now, let's get this point clear. What is your really, really your problem? Is it this? Or this? No, this, sir. This one. My dear, could you stand erect and stop brandishing whatever God has given to you to brandish? It's not going to work on me, so stand erect. Listen, in fact, come this way. Come, 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 come through the front. Yeah. <laughs> now, let's... Look at this brother, man. He like, man, she, look, she using her secret weapons. She putting them toddies all on his back and shoulder, my ninja like, bro. He like, bro, you know, you know, this ninja hard as a rock. My man said, solid, solid as a rock. Told the girl to stand erect. I know what's on your mind. You can read my mind, babe. <laughs> so look, shout out to the teacher, man. My teacher holding frame. This is the real definition of holding frame, right? This takes a lot of control because a lot of y'all brothers would have this girl bent over on that table, okay? Because I would have her bent. I would have her on that table. I would, she would, I would have cleared that desk. <laughs> Listen, I worked in colleges for a long time. These temptations were always there. Okay, so, you know, but most of us would have said, you know what? Yeah, that brother's starving. Yes, sir, brother. We would have said, just go ahead, get on the table. Folded that shit up like a love letter from the second grade. Most of y'all couldn't deny it. And my brother held masculine frame right here. He was like, bitch. Get this point clear. What is your really, really your problem? Is it this? <laughs> he said, is it this? Is it your tatties? She tried to put them nice firm things all on his back. Or this? 
No, Lisa. Look at <laughs> Hey, man, women are super sly. They know what time it is and how to use what they have. They super sly. There's no need to, there's no need to get in this close to the professor. All right, come on, man. She knows what she's doing. She's trying to get that easy A. She's trying to get that easy A. <laughs> Look at my man right here. He's struggling. And let me just tell you, he held frame, but he's struggling. Take a look at his face. I wish I can scroll in a little bit more. He's dying a slow death on the inside. He's dying on the inside. He's like, God dang. I'm about to turn. You know he can smell her. <sighs> he can smell them pheromones. He's like, shit. The, he says, the body is willing, but the flesh is weak or something like that. It's not easy to do what he's doing because my man is dying right now. But he's like, I just want it. It'll be over in five minutes, and then the hell will break loose. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. That's the phrase. Here we go. Look at him. He was sniffing her, smelling her. <sighs> yeah. My dear, could you stand erect and stop brandishing whatever God has given to you to brandish? Yeah, that, yeah. tell him. Tell him, Ezekiel. Brother Ezekiel. Professor Emmanuel. All right, tell her brandishing what the Lord has given. It's not going to work on me, so stand erect. Stand erect. Yeah, I know what's on your mind. Look at him. He falling out the chair, brother. My man is falling out the chair. He want that piece of calico, though. Listen, in fact, come this way. Yeah, tell her. Come, 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 come through the front. <laughs> he only doing that because the camera's on you. But anyway, tell her to get your punky ass over here. Yeah, yeah. Now he even the score. But I want you to know. Yeah, salami discipline is key. I want you to know sometimes you're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. And it could be a case that if you do that and that arena she still can allege something happened because you met with her privately so when i worked on college campuses i very rarely i was always aware that if a woman came in a student came in to my office i would keep the door open all right if i had to close the door i was actually rolling the dice so even if he turns it down if she's vindictive and she feels spiteful and she really wants what she wants is what the a then she can say something happened just based on the meeting. So, yeah. Try not to be alone. Maintain an open door policy. Even when she says, I just, oh, I just have to close the door. Ninja, you're actually going to get in trouble. All right. What do we got here? Is this the, the end of Straggling Snickle Theater? It is. All right. So let's catch up with the Super Chats. Hey. With me, if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky. Come get high with me. That's a deal, right? Yeah, man. Man, and by the way, um, what he would have done if this was a college campus would be purely legal. It would be legal. Um, but uh, it would might violate your college campus's moral ethic code. <laughs> All right, let's get to these super chats. And uh, did I get did I get the PayPal brothers early this morning? I hope I did. Uh, shout out to Peruvian Heat. What's up, coach? From man to man, you are the realest in the space. I've been following you since 2019. And it's great to see fake PUAs get walked off the stage, hit them with the troll song. <laughs> and he was holding frame, too. You know, the PUAs will repackage themselves in a minute, right? 
they'll repackage themselves, man. They've been telling that PUA bullshit, and uh, now they having to jump over to my side and deliver this real. And yeah, they can't do what CGA can do out here. John, Mr. Gourmet says, been handling, he says, been handling putting my jerk smoke salmon spread in stores and saving up for the parachute. I may need to be a free agent. Best edutainment on YouTube. Best part of the day is CGA. He's got a jerk smoked salmon spread. Hello. I need to, you need to send me the link. Rex Gatling says, coach, watching and writing this super chat on my VR glasses. Yes, I remember that. Free agent lifestyle, making it into the metaverse. Keep up the good work. I think you had something else you were working on and uh, you were supposed to contact me on. You probably did, and I missed the email. Ronnie W says, I found the free agent lifestyle channel through your fresh, fresh and fit appearance. When the chick said she had sex in the bank, uh, in the bank vault with the manager. I remember that. I remember that woman. And yes, she was rubbing my feet under the table. And there's much more to the story. We'll let it in there, though. <laughs> All right. There's much more to that story. And uh, yes, remember that appearance? She was a nice piece of little thing. Yes, she was a nice little right up my alley. Puerto Rican looking chick. Who remembers her? Anyway. Carrot Juice Podcast says, Coach had me sniggling, talking about the guy who got the people's elbow in the Stone Cold Stunner from the FWO, the Flatback World Order. New, 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 new world order. A wise man said, any person capable of angering you becomes your master. And that is, uh, is it Epidicus? Epidicus? I can't even pronounce that. But any person capable of angering you becomes your master. I love that. I love that. And you guys got to remember those things um, when it comes to women and um, and uh, like you're going to anger them, but you never should be enraged with them. You should be definitely holding some frame with them. We got Jermaine. Jermaine is in the building. And it's all Jermaine fault. It's always Jermaine fault. All right. He says a little donation, coach. He says, I appreciate the work that you do. Keep teaching these young Thundercats out here. Always got me cracking up. On these straggling and sniggles out here. Free agent lifestyle, folks. (laughs) Shout out to the young Thundercats out here. I'm here to lead you to the promised land. Even though you might be winning, you think you might be winning, it only takes one bitch to get you to lose. One. And I'm not saying women are bitches, but it only takes one bad dealing with a woman to get you to lose everything you work for. One. And a lot of us that deal with a lot of women, you're actually making it work. The more women you deal with, the more likely one woman will ruin your life. Only one. Only one. There's too many stories to even talk about this. Only there takes one woman to ruin everything. Okay. And the more women you deal with, that's you're, you're inviting more and more opportunities for that woman, the next woman to ruin your life. I always say, One woman will make you pay for all the free women you've dealt with. One woman will pay for all, will make you pay for all the free women you've got. It's how it works. It's an undeniable fact. You guys want to keep playing with fire, play with fire. I'm not telling you to not have fun. I'm telling you, you guys better figure this shit out. Like you better have a strategy and an exit plan dealing with these people. What is epic? I can't even pronounce this. Epictetus, Epictetus. I don't even. Is that in the Bible? One woman. 
Make good, solid choices. Be vigilant. If the shit don't work, abandon ship. Don't try to beat them up. Don't try to, don't try to rough them up. Don't try to intimidate them, bully them. They're very savvy. Epictetus. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm going to embarrass myself. I'm moving on. It's Greek mythology. I'm going to embarrass myself. I'm moving on from that. Dele says, Coach, regarding the stream you did on Derek Jackson's wife, she said she watched the 304s have sex with Derek to learn how to hoe it down in bed. She's now a freak, which means the next ninja she dates, Derek's, the next ninja that dates Derek's ex-wife, is going to get that Gawk Gawk 3000. And yeah, she's for the streets right now. And Derek, oh, wait, she's for the streets. The streets. And uh, especially now that she's in revenge mode, the next um, ninja going to have the eyes roll back singing. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Free agent lifestyle for life. But not only was she is not only is she now a freak. She's always was a freak. And that's what she admitted. Right. She was willing. She was basically a in his rotation. Right. So um, there's no victims out here. Only volunteers. She was clearly she spent how many years around him before they married and before they married, she knew he was out here piping down women. She was, she was, she was with the shit. She was with it. As we tell you, as we tell you, women share the top 10 tier men. This is something that they will never admit. This is something that you might not see unless you're that top tier men. But there's going to be women that will be willing to share you and won't say shit. Despite the fact that when you're around, you're not a top tier guy. She'll say, I'll never put up with cheating. I'll never do this. I'll never do that. This is one of the lies men have been told for a long time. This is overwhelmingly false. They know when a guy, they got a guy and they know that they just look the other way. Now, if in fact that guy does something that is egregious, throws it in her face, parades the hose around, womanizes, then it's going to be a different. She might handle it differently when she's embarrassed. When he throws it in her face, then she might light up like a Christmas tree. But other than that, women overwhelmingly know. And it's actually in the advantage of a man to actually have multiple women when he's top tier because, because for him, it actually keeps the other woman in line. It's at his advantage. I mean, I know people are like, I'll never let a guy cheat on me. Yes, if he's the top tier guy, you're going to look the other way. It's at his advantage because then the other woman will overwhelmingly be willing to play the role. Now, the problem is if you do this long enough, it's going to work against you. Eventually, she can then come back and say, oh, I was a victim and I got cheated on. And, all. and, then, mm. and she can say I got assaulted when I was a minor i got assaulted when i was at this and because of that i let dudes run and treat me wrong bullshit bullshit you chose your position and you played your role all right but again as you can tell Derek jackson is another prime example of one woman will make you pay for all the other women you get for free so we need at least some balance of the discipline here Right. We need some understanding of discipline. At some point, you got to know as a guy, you're a high tier guy and all the women you're messing with are bottom tier. Right. They are. They're nobodies. The only the only reason 
that they're somebody is because of their association to you. While you're having fun going Roski on multiple women a day, and the women are like, yep, hey, girl, you know, next guy, next woman up. They're going to play that role for a period of time. This is not a permanent decision. This is not a permanent place for her. It's a period of time. They'll put up with it for a period of time. Now, if you somehow fall down and skin your knee, you have a fall from grace. All those women are going to come out and tear your ass up. Look at Bill Cosby. Them women are going to come up as soon as you have a fall. Derek Jackson, you know what it took for these women to come out and have a platform? Derek's fall from grace. Now, women typically kick you when you're down, not when you're standing up. When you're standing up, when you're in position and you're powerful and strong, they don't kick you. And I've been warning guys of this. They kick you when you're down. They don't, they'll throw dirt on you. They'll dig a bigger hole. They'll bury you. They'll accusate. They'll victimize themselves. Okay. Then they're going to make you pay. And then now it's going to be all of that fun you had, all of that snail trail juice on your salami. There's going to be none of that left. They're going to dry up all your resources, occupy all of your time, make you look like hell out here. And all of that joy you had will be mean nothing today. It's what it is, guys. Just know, have fun with them now, pay later. Or you can pay now and then rest assured that hopefully holes are honorable. <laughs> right? Yep, you're seeing people. It happens. It happens. Dude, this is the story of life. And I'm telling you, you got to treat women with um you got to treat i'm not saying you got to treat them with the respect that they deserve you think i'm telling you to bow down to them what you don't understand is how they work they will get your ass in the end if you are out here messing around okay they will get your ass right all right shout out to my man uh jay dupre my bills when married 250 dollars for her hair 450 dollars for her car 2K for our townhome, 600 on Whole Foods, 400 on brunches. Now that I'm divorced, I have my own apartment and truck. Work part-time construction. Her, she has a roommate, no car, shopping at Aldi's for generic groceries, and we winning out here. You guys got to know, shout out to you. You eventually will catch the wind train. For, for sure. Ladies, you have it better with the man you have, more than likely. You have it better with the man you have. All right, they really, they, they, listen, divorce women, you you divorce your husband, you're going to go in the struggle zone. Struggle. You're going to go in the struggle zone. All right, you, you're going to, but the way they get you is they get you by uh, legal association. So, in fact, if you've married them or produced children from them, they can get a couple of dollars in resources, but it's still not enough. It's still not enough. Let's get to this, and I'm going to come back here. We have a therapist appearing on our show. Well, not literally. She's a sex expert. This ex sex expert, <laughs> this sex expert is named Tracy Cox. Pause. All right, I would love to see a picture of Tracy Cox. Tracy Cox. Let's see what she says here about straight women. 
All right, she says this chilling warning picked up by the Daily Bell. Every single woman needs to hear. She says, don't wait until it's too late. All right. And that's you. We talked about this yesterday, and she reveals why high-achieving women can't find love. Let's see what she's talking about here. And she says a leading sex expert, Tracy Cox, has revealed the reason why and the several reasons why high-achieving straight women struggle to find love and issued a chilling warning to career-focused women. Hit play it. So I could focus on my career. She says Tracy Cox said, and forget this stuff down here, Tracy Cox said that there are more successful high-achieving women than ever before, and we talked about this last night, and they need to be less rigid in their choices if they put off finding a partner until their 30s. Remember, I said past 25, she's seen all the men that she needs to possibly have seen. The relationship coach added that by the time many career-focused men reach a time that they are ready to settle down, most of the good men are taken. And many of the good men haven't even had a chance yet. Let's just be honest. Quote, there are more and more single women now becoming more and more, wait, because there are more and more single women now because more and more women are high achieving, so they're not looking for a husband straight away. When they come out of uni, you've got their, uh, you got this numbers game, loads of women single, loads of men single, and you sort of all hook up. And that's actually something that I talk about uh, when I say on college campuses, the people that you're associating with, it's not going to be like that the rest of your life, right? So typically high school, you're around 90% of the people that you're around are your age. Then when you go to college, 90% of the people that you're around are your age. Then when you leave college, now you're in the real world. So now maybe you're around 20% of the people around that are around you or your age. So then the selection process becomes a little bit more difficult. But some women, like, I got time out here. And so this is the sex expert, obviously, over 40. So she's highlighting that fact. So I that's a, a fact that I've always highlighted. What does she says right here? She says, scrolling down, says right here, if your motivation is to get married and have kids, and that's your only motivation, then you're going to find a partner early and job done. You're sorted. But if your motivation isn't that and you want to go to university, get your career sorted. So I could focus on my career. And then turn around and have kids at 30. Suddenly, you're looking for someone and he's not there. He's already been taken up by someone else. Okay, so she's saying something that we've all been saying. Men traditionally do not like dating high-achieving women unless they are high-achieving themselves. Tracy... Uh, said that the number of high-achieving women is getting higher, but the number of high-achieving men is getting lower. So there is less of a pool to choose from for straight women looking to settle down late until their 30s and 40s. And we just did a whole show breaking this down yesterday, so we're not going to beat a dead horse. And we the data is out here to support this. So it's not even, to me, it's not even worth arguing. This is a fact, all right? There's not, this is not, something that is debatable no not necessarily no 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 it is an absolute fact what she's saying here high achieving women like to go for high achieving men this is typical so the answer for the woman is to look outside the box looks for look for a man without a degree oh that ain't happening that ain't happening 
Black women ain't going for that. All right. They automatically, they think their degree is everything. So she says, look for a man without a degree. That's if you're getting older, I'm assuming. She says, you have, you have the chance. Wait, you have to change your wish list a bit, not be as rigid. Think about things like kindness, generosity, a sense of humor, rather than what he's earning. Man, please. Please. Boy, she's wishing. She's on some hopium over here. General chemistry and attractiveness is enough. You end up happier. All right, shout out to her right here. She looks like somebody in this manosphere too, but uh, check her out. Oh, my Lord. All right, here we go. The sex expert, the sex expert added that the biggest lie women are told is that they can have it all. Jesus, I mean, <laughs> she's picking straight out of some people's content here. These high achievers have compromised their chances of finding a partner by putting it all into their career and you can't have it all. So I could focus on my career. She added that not being able to find a partner has nothing to do with you and doesn't mean you're not attractive. In fact, attractiveness has very little to do with securing a partner. It has, you can get one, but keeping one attraction is not going to be the only thing. She says, you're probably less marketable because you're too intelligent and some men would uh, be freaked out by that and that you're too successful, she went on. And I don't fully agree with that because that's just um, uh, going to the point that men are intimidated by intelligent women and successful women. And I don't believe that to be true. I believe that that the men overwhelmingly know that that doesn't give him much value. So there's much more to this conversation. Much of it is stuff that we've beaten with a dead horse since 2012 or were beaten like a dead horse since 2012, but it's just a woman saying it now. And they're giving her, they're giving her the, um, the, uh, the, they're giving her the floor to be able to discuss it. This shit is nothing new, nothing new. But of course there's even data to prove, and I've actually used an other, other data and article, Pew research, college articles, professors and women and feminists and psychologists and pseudo psychologists that says the pool of men's strength significantly when a woman ages has college education and earns higher income the pool shrinks tremendously and it is almost near impossible that they're going to find a mate so but you still think in black women they don't really see this coming unfortunately for them they're too honorary to actually understand this and she's even saying you know find a blue collar guy they're not going to do it they not going to do it. Let's talk about this. Apparently, the movie remake, The Color Purple, is going to hit the theaters Christmas Day 2023. Let's say something, gentlemen. I warned you guys to run from the community and you didn't listen. I told y'all to leave the community and you didn't listen. Y'all called me Uncle Tom's. You call me sellouts. You call me Sambo's. You call me every name in the book shuffling for my white audience. And I told y'all, they have nothing planned for you ninjas but death, degradation, degrading, and so forth and so on. I told you. This is a movie that does not need to be remade because the overwhelming voice, the overwhelming um reviews of this movie has been 
the stereotypical put down of men and how men treat women. And now this, this has come from, this comes from an era. This comes from an era. Well, this could have been, this could have been true where black women were less powerful, less powerful. They were powerless, right? They didn't have a role past what they could do. And thus they did meet up with our forefathers, which we paid the sins for our forefathers. Some of our forefathers had not treated these women very well. So the stories about two sisters who have a sisterly bond, many of them have had their lives separated. They've come together. They were separated. Men caused the separation overwhelmingly and the Jim Crow era South or reconstruction South, whatever you want to call it. And um, the men were not portrayed as this very well. You had a henpeck guy getting walked over by Harpo. I mean, Oprah. You had the uh, prostitute woman who um, had an abusive father who rebelled against the father only to come crawling back after she'd have been ran through more times than the Holland Tunnel. So you had that father misrepresented earlier in the film. You had the Danny Glover character who was the overwhelmingly abuser taking advantage of the young, probably underage, Whoopi Goldberg character and producing children is an overwhelming train wreck. All right. She gave her absolute train wreck. All right. And it was a train wreck because first of all, it actually separated the races. I mean, separated the black men and the black women. Right. And so this movie was produced by Steven Spielberg. I'm not going to say what race, what people we know. I can't say that. All right. Steven Spielberg pushed this out into the public. Black women were like, yes. And, and many black women, especially older black women in their 50s, 60s, and 70s, they related to this movie. It, they related to this movie so much, all right? And so this was a movie that represented some things that they previously couldn't talk about. I can't say speak for them, but a lot of times they've dealt with abuse or their mothers dealt with abuse and they just had to put up with it, right? So they related to this, but of course, black men were like, what is this bullshit, <laughs> right? So- uh, this made black men look bad. So this is the this is what we're gonna be experiencing again. This is akin to them showing roots, and white folks gonna have to hide in their in their homes for about a couple of weeks. So if they remade roots today without the previous knowledge, like we have already seen the slave film, but um uh you guys don't remember when root roots was released onto the and unleashed into the public. White folks had to hide in their office for a couple of weeks because ninjas is trying to go delete somebody. Okay. This will be akin to remaking roots, but only between the black community. We're already divided significantly. We already cannot keep marriages going on in the community, right? We automatically, we, we can't do these things. We're not meeting each other at a common ground or even at the table, right? Here we are again going to push out the color purple. And I think the timing cannot be understated that Joe Biden overwhelmingly is going to have people voting. He's going to have them black women marching down to the poll. Are you a freshman at the university? When this movie's no, unleashed. No. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. This is going to continue the bullshit and the fuckery. This is going to divide people up and down. And I'm just curious. I'm not going to see the movie. But I'm curious this is to see if they actually represent black men in the way that um in the way that they represented them in the first film. Are they gonna make that correction? I say probably not. Now that takes us to the next story of this sister right here, piggybacking, piggybacking off the previous two stories that I just covered. 
This sister is going to be in the car. And of course, she's not my type, but she's going to talk about the reality of the dating marketplace is that it's not that women don't have a lack of selection or it's not that women have a lack of selection in men. It is that men actually are the ones that have a lack of selection in women. Now, she does look like she played basketball at a black college or university. So let's just keep that in mind. But she's going to say, actually, black men or men in general, she's saying men, but of course, she's probably talking about black men. She's saying men have a lack of selection in available and righteous women. Let's see what she has to say here. You know what I was thinking about is that though women, we outnumber men and there are more good women available than there are good men available. I had to think about some shit. Men don't have a lot of options to pick from either nowadays. Think about it. A lot of these bitches, first of all, they leave with their fucking body because they ain't got no substance. <laughs> they lack integrity, don't have no morals, don't know their worth, don't even know what the fuck it is that they want in a person. <laughs> Haven't healed from childhood trauma. Still walking around with the band-aid off the wound that hasn't quite healed. Yeah. Y'all don't have many options to pick from. A lot of these bitches get on here and they looking to be tricked on or to trick on somebody. Like, think about it. Uh, men don't have a lot of options to choose from neither. Now that I think about it, they got a lot of options to choose from when it comes to fucking. But to get a man to commit, ooh, and to get that love and to feel safe and to feel vulnerable the way that they want to and to be transparent, yeah, that's very fucking slim for them. Because one thing it is, it's hard for a man to even commit. It's hard. But he don't even have that many options to even choose from these days. Because a lot of these women don't even know how to be women to their men. They walking around with this feminine masculinity and they want to wear the panties and the fucking boxers too. Yeah, y'all fuck too. Call me back. Um, One thing that I think she's, this is what I think she means. And I appreciate her acknowledging it and what it sounds like. She was talking about something and clipped that part out. So she was saying men don't have, we don't have an, enough available men. But she was like, now that I think about it, one thing that needs to be discussed is what I discussed earlier. Men don't trust women at all. It's tough to trust women. This is my, this is why men are not engaging in relationships because relationships require trust. And many of the things that they would want to know about a woman seems to be the women are saying, you don't need to, you don't need to worry about that. But those things indicate if he's able to trust her sexual experience of the woman, her past relationships, how she was treated. Does she have a father? How does she treat her father? And how did her father treat her? Right. These are all things that women tend to hide from you and say, you don't need to worry about that. Obviously, controlling indulgences. If a woman does not control her indulgences with liquor, sex, and keeping her weight in order, these are all indicators that you can't trust her in a relationship. Sure, she also acknowledged fornication is on the table, and it's easy. Men have options to fornicate with, but can he trust a woman? He can't even trust that he can. she can trust herself around vices and indulgences and gorging herself to the point where obesity is out of control, right? So men look at these things that women are presenting and say, these women are untrustworthy to me, thus cannot, yeah, spending habits, spending habits, the financial, the fiscal literacy and be able to spend 
accurately, right? So a man can actually see this and say, I'll sleep with you, but because of the way you treat your finances, I can't trust you because this is going to roll into how our marriage is going to go. So these are all things that I think it boils down to. Men can't trust women. And thus, if you cannot trust them, you can't engage into relationships or you're going to have to roll the dice. So this is where the thing is going right now. Everybody's kind of coming around the mountain to see it the way we've been seeing it for quite a long time. And I hope that you do too. And check this out. Hit the like button. Hit the like button around here. Hit the like button. And let's not underestimate this. And I've been saying this specifically for the community. It's not that black men in general, young black males, have had bad experiences romantically with women. It's that black males have had bad experiences with black women before they even get romantic with them. This can go back to women they deal with in school, maybe some relatives or female sisters or whatever. It kicks them back to that. And many black males are overwhelmingly exposed to women when they grow up. Okay. And some of these women have had hard times and traumas that sometimes go unhealed. And we don't even have to get to the relationship part to understand that. Thus, when men choose to start dating and he has an ample available of other alternative choices, particularly around races of women and cultures, there's black men that won't even touch black women from the rip. Okay. This is an issue that should be talked about. They won't even choose them just based on their early dealings, maybe around family, neighborhood that they grew up around and all of that. They won't even choose them because of that. But they are not the only ones to deal with this, but it is what it is. Shout out to all the brothers who have contributed via Super Chat. We do have three more stories that we're going to get through. Coming up next, another politician is about to catch the family court hands. And we got it going on here. Carrot Juice Podcast. Shout out to him. He says the flatback world order. New, 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 new world order. Bob says XXs are like STDs. It only takes one. It only takes one. Right? And if your body count guys and your dating coaches need to reveal how many STIs they had. All right? Because if you're talking about fornicating with 300, 400, and 500 women, you're catching one. <laughs> you're going to catch at least one. Shout out to JC says Miss Jackson had more than three Early terminations of pregnancies, so she's not innocent. And she's just a man. Three early terminations, that's another thing that men can't trust. So um, I would not I would not suggest that you marry a woman that has had any early terminations of pregnancy, but it would be hard for you to find out. Coffee fan says, don't let friends, women, family, or job make or ruin your day. Remain constantly content, man. Thank you, coach for what you do for us men <laughs> and read free agent lifestyle for life. Yes. You have control over you. Hey man, sometimes you got to do a job you don't like. So you have control over you. Marriage causes divorce. High earning 304s are a bad bet. She's always, uh, she'll always be complaining and looking for something better. Men only realize this after the investment phase. Yeah. They're very much hypergamous, Right. Hypergamy is on steroid for high-achieving women, women, high-earning women. And they are going to be around high-earning men, even if they're with you and they settle for you. 
Um, and uh, that's just the reality of it. And they will prioritize the higher ver higher earning men, right? Uh, you're a low earning man or a middle earning man, but she's a high earning man, a woman. <laughs> I'm messing up, but she's around high earning men. Those guys will, she will prioritize them, particularly her boss, her manager, then she, clients um, and all of these things. Now, let me just tell you, in the dynamics of what men are looking for, typically men don't like women like this. I know you want men to like this as a sign of some sort of security, but men don't want that shit. Most men don't want this. And I'm not going to speak for all men. Most men don't want to deal with that bullshit. Most men don't want to deal with that. Now, I'll fornicate with you. You could be my, you could be. All right. You could be my concubine. We can have fornication. We can hook up. But other than that, nah, we ain't doing all that because that's constantly going to be. Yeah. Somebody says never fight over a woman. You constantly going to have to keep winning her over. Right. You're going to have to constantly be winning her over as another bull enters the ring and shit like that. It's typically men don't want that shit. They don't want that. <laughs> all right. Anyway. Y'all getting lag. Y'all getting lag out on here. Apologies. Yeah, anyway. You guys should not be experiencing lag, but we hitting you with the truth. All right, Kaylin says, Coach, would you say for men, especially married men, it is important to remain physically attractive to other women to keep the wife on their toes? He says women may not want their man to cheat, but they love a man who could. That danger element still has to excite them. I think then I think this is a tough one because we're just talking about the opposite. It just doesn't work for men. If a man does feel like a woman is desiring another man or vice versa, he overwhelmingly, sometimes he will fight for her, uh, but he he's not going to start fornicating with her better. He's not going to learn better. He's just going to be like, Am I, is she worth fighting for? On the opposite, I think women inherently want experienced men. Okay. I think, listen, ladies, you can lie if you want to. The fact is men that don't have experience with women turn women off. Now, she's not going to ask you. She's not going to ask you how what your experiences are with women. She can tell. She can tell the way you dance. This is where the game comes in. She could tell the way you talk to a woman. She could tell the way you fornicate with her in bed. She could tell the way you touch her. She could tell how long you last in bed. She could tell what you're willing to do in bed. This is going to tip her off that you have experience. You know how to touch her body the right way. And thus, in the back of her mind, she has to know that you know what you're doing when it comes to women. That woman will not ask you questions. <laughs> She's not going to ask you questions. She might say, I bet you do this with all the girls, basically alerting you that she knows you got hoes. She is not going to stop you, Ninja. She's not going to stop seeing you. She's just going to look the other way. She's just not going to challenge it. She knows other women are there. She knows other women came before her. And in fact, if this role was reversed, men would probably back away from the woman. Oh, this woman's too much. I can't please her. This is too much pressure. She had too much experience. She probably had this termination of pregnancy, STIs, imprinted. You see what I mean? 
So this is when you understand if a man has had experience with women or is good with women and is probably known to have women, women keep lining up, okay? They stay in his orbit and they'll play the role. This is not to be disproven. There's no debating you. <laughs> There's no debating this, I should say. There's no debating this. This is an absolute piece of accuracy. Now, the only way she gets around this is to avoid men like this. She can say, well, I'll settle. She'll say this. And that's you. Right. All right. I'll just settle over here because I don't want a man like that anymore. I don't want a man like that anymore. Okay. That's just too much. It caused too much pain. Um, it didn't work out for her. She just ended up being a number. And she just finally says, I'm cashing in the chips. And that's you. Then she'll go, that's you. So this is what we have to understand. And it's just a part of how it works. This is why you have an 80-20 rule. All right, where are we at? Shout out to Mike K says for the smoke jerk salmon. Thank you, brother. You put dollars in and now I'm going to go get some. All right, we got Nest, Nest Egg Vault says for the Jasmine Rice Fund. Indeed. Okay. Um, what do we got here? OC bro therapy. This is facts since middle school. I don't mess with black females. Seen too many bros humiliated and crowned hard to this day. Never even say hi. All right. So you're automatically avoiding them. And uh, yeah, it doesn't take much. You will find lessons early on. You don't even need to barely make it to high school and you'll see lessons of like, wow, this is some, these people are something else. Be real mahogany. Many men have given up on their life for the illusion of love from the wife. Condolences. Yes, man, it's a sad, sad thing. And as you know, typically inexperienced men, and you're going to hear one later on here, inexperienced men will get with an experienced woman and he won't be able to please her. And then ultimately he'll settle for sexless marriages. He'll settle and he'll negotiate sex with his wife. And he'll say, you got to give me more. Well, he sucks at sex with his wife. She knows he sucks. She can't tell him. She's not aroused by him. She never was. She, she's the, he, he's the, that's you. And guy. that's you. Now she's with him for everything other than the sex, which is somewhat problematic for women choosing a mate because in her world, she's like, I don't, I'm not marrying him for the sex. She's marrying him for the other things. She's prostituting herself. And then essentially she will find that she's in trouble after a year or two of marriage. And then she's like, shit, I don't need to touch his peen. I don't want to suck it. I don't want to do anything with it. I don't want anything, but she will ride it out for as long as she can. Right. And uh, it's going to be problematic for you. So these are all problems that are inherent, inherent with relationships. And um, if you wanted solutions to it, the free agent lifestyle is the solution. What do we do then, coach? For men who are lonely, lonely men who are, are not good with women, lack experience. If you get a woman, a girlfriend, you're going to be lonelier because you just don't have the experience, right? And your girl going to pull back. Every time I try to see something keep pulling me back, she going to pull back on you so hard, she going to leave your ass lonely. She going to leave you super lonely. And you got into a relationship with her 
because you lack experience with women. And you thought the love that you were going to show her is going to translate into affection. Ninja, you about to be lonely. I'm telling you guys, you're about to fuck your life up. And you know what's going to be worse? You're going to be so lonely with a woman. You're going to be lonely in a relationship. You're going to be lonely in a marriage. Yeah, man. You guys got to get your experience down. All right. Here we go. All right. Shout out to C-Dubs. He got doubles up, and we're going to get back to the show. He said, shout out to the fellow vets and the brothers and sisters we've lost. Also, shout out to the big homie CGA and the damn wolf pack. Woo! We got to have to get the wolf pack noise out here. We walk alone. He said, hey, where's that clip from the what's up from the weekend? It sounds familiar. It is. I can't say it because if I say where it is, then they're going to say you're using my clip. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? I got to be on the sneak tip. You know what I mean? I don't want somebody coming out the wolf. I knew that's mine. Then y'all go and tell everybody. It's on a soundtrack, though. It's on a soundtrack. <laughs> I can't tell you what I did. I can't tell you because, you know, they be trying to reach in ninja's pockets. They be like, you've been using my shit. All right. Yeah, man. Yeah. New, 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 new world order. All right. I got to be. Yeah. Snitches get stitches around here. Let's get into this. Another politician. About to catch these family court judges hands. And we have a male that says husbands should be OK with sexless marriages. Now, let's skip to the sexless marriage guy, because this is exactly what I was just talking about. Trust me, guys, this happens in marriages. Let's skip to him. He appeared on the Shan Booty. You know, you guys know who Shan Booty is or body, whatever the hell her name is, that light skinned chick that says she loves to get degraded. Shout out to her. She can come over here and I can fold that up. So, Shan, you're certainly welcome to come over. Uh, but tech, check out this man right here. And all I can see from the rip is we have a couple of problems here. This man is supposed to be speaking for men and strong men at that. But this ninja coming out looking a little like he got sugar in his tank. And it's okay to have sugar in your tank. But do not speak on my behalf, ninja. Mm. All right. Do not speak on my behalf or any men or males. All right. So let me just get to it right quick. There's Shan. There's Shan. Uh, here we go. Let's play it. You think about the lack of intimacy. There can be phases in relationships where you don't have sex. It doesn't mean that you guys aren't into each other. It doesn't mean that you guys are not sexual people. You guys can have different focuses going on in your life. And if you're at a, a phase in your life where different things are going on, where you can't give that much energy to that at that point, I think it's understandable, especially if you guys have a real strong bond and understanding that that sex will come back and there'll be pockets where that sex is active and pockets where, where it isn't. I think that's okay. Because as much as I am a sexual individual and I'm an R&B singer, I love singing about it, I love talking about it, I love doing it. At the end of the day, I am still a human and I, and I still have feelings. I still have emotions that happen to go up and down at different points. And sometimes during those down periods, it's hard to find that sexual energy. How do you think about the lack of intimacy? There can be phases in. All right. All right. Oh, oh that's a repeat. He repeating himself now. OK, 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 OK. Let's talk about this real quick. I don't want to keep it on him. Where's Shan at? All right. Put it back on Shan. All right, so let's just be honest. Uh, there's truth in what he's saying, and so I don't 100% disagree with him. In fact, uh, many men will find that they're going to lose their urges and their mojo to even pleasure their wife, and sometimes it's the wife that wants it and the men that rejects, right? Sometimes, dude, I mean, listen, you could be married to a nympho, and um, sometimes your ninja can't keep up. Uh, sometimes you might even know that it's such a distraction. You're like, oh, my wife might want it, and inherently, 
we don't want the same woman over and over. This is in general. Okay, there's some dudes that would like to have intimacy with the woman over and over. I tend to get bored with women really fast. All right, which means I need breaks in between when I see you. And I might need other women in between when I see you. I don't encourage this type of activity. I'm not a moral person. But just because I do this doesn't mean I'm immoral. I just know how I work. I tried it. I don't like it. I get bored real fast. So when you do get in a relationship, we talk about sexist marriages, and there is truth in what he's saying. You might not just be interested in it or might not be aroused by it. This is why there's erectile dysfunction. Mostly, you're talking about men in relationships can't get it up again for the 50th time for his 56-year-old turkey neck wife. It makes complete sense. You can't keep fooling your um, you can't keep fooling your damn anatomy. You can't get it up for her. You don't find her arousing. Let me get the medication. Let me get the Niagara and the Gialis. But let's talk about this. You don't know this. When long-term relationships, there's less and less sex that's going to occur. You guys think when you get into relationships that more and more sex is going to occur. This is not true. This is overwhelmingly not true. You think when you move your girlfriend in, there's going to be more sex. There is not. There's going to be less. Now, there's going to be more initially. The first two months, the first six months, you're going to be crazy. Once you get to the two-year mark, it's going to decline. Steep, sharp decline, like Target stock today. It's going to be devastating. And one of you guys are going to be devastated, okay? It's just, it's just the truth. It drops off so fast. You ain't never seen something drop off so fast than sex with a cohabitating partner. But what he's saying is you should be okay with it. Now, that's where I struggle because a lot of guys that, that are okay with it and become okay with it, then you're paying for nothing. And so he's now depending on the other connection. We need to have another connection that can last through the times where we have a drought. And that's certainly true. But I think overwhelmingly, I think monogamy then is a complete fairy tale. One or both partners aren't living up to their obligation of monogamy. Thus, I cannot support this. I cannot support this message from this gentleman. Monogamy does have very, very uh, rigid, uh, not commandments, but rigid understandings that you are my only partner that I can get intimacy from sometimes legally. And if you are going through a drought and I have to go ahead and take a back seat because you want to break, this is either male or female because you're busy, you're distracted, you've lost interest. Then we're in a usury situation where you're saying we just rely on the connection. But what about the responsibilities? I cannot co-sign on this one. I think it is not a good situation to get into because once you're accustomed to not uh, pleasing your partner, this becomes the standard by which the relationship will operate by. And you can simply say, we just have a better, we just have more important things to take of, care of when there's nothing more important in a monogamous relationship than sex with your partner. What's more important than that? What is more important? By definition, the relationship is defined by that very thing. And if you take that off the table and deprioritize it or have it as a lack of a priority, 
or say we can go through a drought and ups and downs and you accept it. This disproves the need for the monogamy to begin with. <laughs> right? <laughs> Why be monogamous? And let's be honest, you're going through a sexual drought simply because you've lost interest in the person. It's not because you're too busy. You've lost interest in the person. And you need to reignite the spark and, you know, refan the flames and all of this goofy shit that people do to try to get over the fact that they just are, can't get aroused for the person. It's natural. It's completely natural and accepted. Just say, I'm not aroused by you. Okay, what can we do then? We can do something else. But I don't think men should accept it because typically women are the ones that are going to lose interest in monogamy first. I know people don't understand that. If you're new to my show, I've covered this for the last two years and I've revealed this. Women lose interest in monogamy sex, monogamous sex first, first, before men do. Before men do. And then they use it to barter, trade, manipulate, you know, um, encourage you to perform. They use it for duty. And every now and then if they get drunk enough, They'll get they'll give you some and they'll get wild. But it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. I don't think I don't think that this is a good thing, a good precedent to set in relationships. So avoid this trap. One of the re reasons why I avoid this trap, one of the ways I do it is to not engage in it. Right. I made a choice in life. I tried to make it work. I was not very good at it. Monogamy just doesn't work for me. So I choose a different route. Now, you can choose the route that you want. There's no judgment. I might laugh at you when you go through droughts and you end up in a sexless marriage. And I say, well, that's why I don't choose monogamy. I just don't choose monogamy because, not because I lack discipline, it's because it just doesn't interest me at this point in my life and probably won't for a long, long time because the junior college is lit. Okay. I accept it. I'm very open about it. I'm transparent about it. And I'm also transparent about it with the women that I deal with and say, listen, this is never going to be this. If you're looking for this, I choose to not even engage in any relationship with you. I'm just going to let you be let it be known. And I'm open and frank about it. Right. And if you would like to, we can protect each other. We can make sure we have fun. Um, but being it that uh, and one of the ways I can buffer this is by keeping people distance from me. Like I don't mess with people that can be at my house or spend the night. Or do things like that because that would actually that would actually encourage monogamy, right? If they can be over or spend the night, spend the middle of the week, spend the weekend, every weekend, that would encourage monogamy. It wouldn't give me a chance to explore others. And I know over a period of time, I'm going to get bored with this person. So I typically engage in people coming and going from distances. You come from California. You come from two hours away. You come from an hour away. We can spend a good time together. When you go back, it's fair game, okay? Here we go. Can you recover from a sexless marriage? This is absolutely not. No. Once you've established that, hey, we can take sex off the table. You're not coming back from that. All right. We have other priorities ahead of this, which which is true. You're going to have a lot of priorities, but the number one priority is the pleasure of the partner in a monogamous relationship. I don't think there's anything more important than that. What's more important than that? Somebody answer this, and the woman's going to be there. There's other things that are important. What's more important 
than the sexual satisfaction of your partner in a monogamous relationship. What's more important? Name it. Okay? Ladies, you can name it. There should be nothing more important than that. Otherwise, you're not doing monogamy. <laughs> That's literally, no, money, money, emotional connection. Because look, the very definition of monogamy insinuates or suggests that that partner is going to be willing to perform for you. Once you don't, once you take that off the table, what do you got now? Companionship, <laughs> companionship. All right, so y'all just friends. You just friends, dude. There's no such thing as monogamy without intimacy. That's non-existent. In fact, if you're a religious person, if you're a religious person, most of the time, if you've chosen abstinence, if you've chosen to wait before marriage, if you've chosen based on your religion, that. You will not be intimate with the partner prior to dur or during the with the partner that you become monogamous with. And that partner is not monogamous with you. I mean, that you you have you have you have no intimacy. Who that what the hell are you supposed to do now? What are you supposed to do now? I mean, you engaged in you, you, you basically patterned your life to not have intimacy with others so that you can have intimacies with your partner your spouse, and then they take that off the table? What's, ne what's left? Now you're just doing duties, which is fine with me. Do your duties. But you're going to want, he said, rub noses. You're going to want some punani. You're going to want some stank on your finger. You're going to want some padussy. You're going to want someone to drop neck on you. You're going to want. You're going to want that. Anyway, shout out to you. Yeah, man. It's um it's it's interesting, interesting conversation. I don't think monogamy exists without intimacy. There's no such thing. You're you're um asexual at that point. You got to make a choice. You're going to be asexual. Oh, one more thing. If the woman leverages sex and she rations it out, maybe uses it as a, as a reward or she waits for she can only have sex until she's ready. Let's say a woman, let's just take it like this. You're in a relationship. This is one, this is a red flag that a lot of guys do not see. Intimacy is dictated by the woman in your relationship. Dude, you're about to take a fat L. That's an L. If she says intimacy, I can only have it when I'm ready, meaning that the hell with you. <laughs> right the hell with your horniness the hell with your libido the hell with your testosterone the hell with what you're interested in the hell with you wanting to be present the hell with that it only will go down when i'm ready man please now listen i'm not telling you to hope uh take it from your wife but let me tell you many women in monogamous relationships do that and they will say in a marriage I got lucky with my wife. Ninja, please. What? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. <laughs> Ladies, I get it. I get it. You, 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 
you're not aroused all the time. I get it. But at this point, you're not qualified to have a monogamous relationship. We going to have to have Polly. That's it. If you can't answer the bell, if you if you just going to just say we only going to have it when you're interested or when I take you out in the dinner or when I fan your flames or when I kiss you on the neck long enough, I'm going to just tell you, we're not ever. You're fired. You're fired, <laughs> right? You're fired from your job. You cannot exist in monogamy. You're 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 not you don't have enough tools in understanding how monogamy works. Now, let's just say, well, I'm not interested. If she says, I'm not interested tonight. And I can't get wet. And uh, but I'll let you hop on and push and shove. And she lies there like this. All right, take it. <laughs> right. Don't get no nut on the sheets. Hurry up. Guys, married women do shit like this. All right, man. Damn, you're going to bother me. All right, jump on. She won't pant. She won't lose her breath. She won't respond to anything. You can kiss her neck, lick her earlobe. You can lick between her legs. You can suck on her nipples. She ain't going to do nothing. She's like, just finish. I got to hurry up. Hurry up. I got to fold my clothes. If she gives you duty sex, it's one of the most depressing things you've ever experienced. She is ill-equipped to understand what monogamy is because she doesn't respect your libido. She doesn't respect your sex drive. She's using your sex drive against you. She's manipulating you. And a lot of women don't have relate. This is why I say people don't have relationship toolboxes. Because you don't, you refuse to understand men. You refuse to understand the women. Women, you refuse to understand the men. Why do men do this? And why do they fall asleep after sex? And why do they do? Because we do. That's what we do. You refuse to understand and you're trying to change me. Thus, this is an indicator that you, you lack relationship tools. But you'll jump into a relationship only to find out she doesn't have a good relationship toolbox. Neither do you, and you'll be frustrated. Right? You'll be frustrated. And she'll just be like, well, I don't understand. And I don't understand. Because she doesn't have toolbox. She has no relationship tools. No skills. No nothing. All right? It is what it is. But yeah, they're emotionally manipulating. They're blackmailing you because you have a different libido. And this can also apply for men to women too. You can switch roles. Uh, older women typically go through this. Older women go through this. So there'll be a period of time that you guys were highly intimate. Then you had kids or you just lost affection. Then she'll have a reigniting of her libido because estrogen decreases, testosterone does exist in women. Sometimes they might take a supplement of testosterone or many of the medications they have. Side effect is increased testosterone. They do tend to be more comfortable with their sexuality because there's less penalties to be paid when they're in their 40s going into their 50s, meaning that they can probably not get pregnant or they know the risks. Um, they're not scared of STIs as previously they were when they were a teen or a late 20, mid 20, right? They don't get the judgment that they have, and in fact, if they've been in relationships, it's taken off the table, this idea, stigma of sex, right? When you're a young woman, the stigma of sex is like a big deal. Same thing with a young man. Once a woman gets older, the stigma's gone because everybody's had it by now. There's not any virgins. There's not like, wow, you had sex. There's none of that. All that's gone. So she's free. And then she's also probably has vices where she's medicated or drinks wine, and she gets horny. When this happens... 
the opposite exists where the husband might even be like the guy here. Well, if she's not in the mood, I'm just not going to get ready. So he gets used to jerking off. He gets used to maybe having an affair. He gets used to having no pleasure. He gets content. He bored her. She doesn't look like what she used to look like. He can't get aroused by her anymore. So he's like, I don't want to have sex tonight. But she drank three glasses of wine. She got zooted. She's horny. Now, what's going to happen is the adverse. He's going to be like, no, thank you. He don't want to stake up the room. He don't want to go through the foreplay. He don't want to give her that lazy love. And then guess what? She becomes a horny granny. She out here running these streets, right? She out there getting pounded. In these streets. Guys, this is the phases relationships go through. It's natural. This is why monogamy is somewhat not natural. I mean, at the end, yeah, she got wine on her breath. And by the way, she does perform very well. Uh, anybody that's ever been, I know people, we talk about older women as being useless and whatnot. These women are crazy in bed. The cougars, because their inhibitions are significantly lower compared to a 24-year-old. A 24-year-old is still like, oh, turn the lights down and oh boy, did anybody see me? Oh, don't judge me. Oh, A 40-year-old woman do not give a damn. She got that. She got that football print out there. She got that wrinkled up stomach that looked like balled up tissue paper. All right. Balled up homework. Her stomach all ravaged. Titties all sagging. She don't give a shit. She do not care. She like, look, this is my body. Her her booty look like in, looking like a pecan in the back. She don't give a damn. She, she like hit it. She know how to do it. <laughs> stomach all wrinkled up. She cares nothing about that. And she's going to give you the one of the best performances you ever had. She licking your stuff here. <laughs> she licking this and licking that, licking your toes. And you like, yo. <laughs> she cares Nathan. Yep. Peace leave me. She won't even stop. She won't even stop. She'll just be like, let's go. Keep it going, sir. <laughs> anyway. So anyway. This is a family show. But that's kind of how it works. Well, if you're married to a woman, that phase is going to happen. In her 20s, she's going to ration it out. Oh, I'm not interested. Oh, my God. She only does it for duty to have kids. Then she'll ration it out, right? She'll use it as a control. Then you'll both lose interest. You'll be worried about taking care of your kids and your family and going to school and doing homework. Then you'll both be tired. You tired? I'm tired. Okay. You'll get used to it. And then she'll come back full. The roles will flip. She'll come back strong. By this time, you don't even care if she's getting some side salami. All right. She's like going out with the girls. You'd be like, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right, whatever. And she looking at you like, you're a disgrace. God damn. And that's why she has her personal trainer clap them cheeks, her massage therapist, her chiropractor, Chad, ninjas at the uh, girls' nights out. He's like, I don't give a damn. You can have her. I don't care. He's like, you can't afford her, though. You want to take her off my hands? Yep, but if you deny her sex, she's going to go crazy. So the opposite flips. You, desire, you deny her sex. You deny your wife's sex. She go nuts. And she done denied you 12 times in the last six weeks. 
You denied her 12. She denied you 12 times. Shut you down. And then she comes in with that wine breath. She comes in from a long night at girls nights out. Now that she got somebody to think about when she's intimate with you. And then she comes on and she touches you on the shoulder. You'd be like, man, get off my shit. She's like, what? What are you doing? Are you cheating on me? <laughs> How dare you deny me intimacy? How dare you? Yeah, it is what it is. So if you say, nah, baby, that's all right. She's like, I want it now. Take it. She start, she starts sexually assaulting you. She's going to sexually assault you. She's going to make you perform. You're be like, I don't want to do it, though. Now, if you do that to her, it's a sexual assault, even of your own wife. <laughs> but she'll do that. She'll be grabbing over you and all this stuff. You're like, nah, she be treating you like the woman. You're like, no, stop. No, no means no. Because <laughs> you done already jerked out. You done already jerked off. That's what happened, guys. Just let it be known. Ladies, husband, uh, ladies, where are the wives are here? Any wives watching me, I'm going to tell you a truth. You want to hear the truth? Husbands, husbands are like, damn, don't tell them. Wives, I'm going to tell you all the truth of why your husband just turned you down for sex. You want to know the truth? <laughs> Here's the truth. Your husband doesn't want to cheat on you. Ladies, are you here? Okay, they here. They're not ready for this. Your husband doesn't want to cheat on you. He knows he's going to lose his kids and half his shit. Now, he's tired of you turning her. He's tired of you turning him down. He said, don't tell too much. He's tired of you turning him down. So he's got to the point where he doesn't initiate. Because the last 12 times he's initiated, you've turned him down. Or you've leveraged it. So he's like, I don't even want to just. Somebody said, this sounds. Hey, can Candace says, this sounds depressing. What I tell you, remember when I told you, if you watch my show and you get mad and or depressed or sad, that's because it's true. Okay? That's because what I'm telling you is true. But let me just tell you, he says, bro, snitches get stitches. But I'm going to tell you again, a hardcore truth. So he's already been turned down. He's discouraged. He might not be aroused. What happened was, oh, they want me to stop. So what happened was. This is what happened because she says we have sex when I want to. She has sex when I'm ready. Okay. He gets used to that. Well, you haven't been ready for the last couple of nights. And so he says, well, I got to release the Kraken. I got to give, I got to get this seed out because I might get prostate cancer. If I keep this seed in naturally, he got to get, he got to get this out. He can't just wait for you when you ready. He can't wait for you. You on your period. He like, damn, that's five days. He don't know when you spotting or when you're in a full on flood. So he doesn't know you ain't telling him shit. So you told him three days ago, you starting your period and you're like, okay, well. Pressure is building up. And there's a new girl that moved next door. The sorority girls move next door. So I don't want to cheat on my wife. So. Squash, squashy, here we go. And he's like, oh, boy. Woo, she got them feet out. Woo, she tightly packed. Look at that, boy, she slim thick. And then roar as you're at the grocery store, as you're at the bank, 
as you're taking the kids to Costco, he got to get that seed out. Yep. He watches things that you don't want to know he watches. And he gets that roar, the best roar he didn't had, even that he's been intimate with you. He get that seed out. And he cleans up. He cleans up everything you don't even know. When he when you come back, he's sitting in his recliner, sniggling. Ninja done butt, he didn't bust it so hard. He he out. You know that 15 minute nap where you wake up, you take a 15 minute nap. It felt like 12 hours. You wake up groggy. Oh. Woo. Damn. 15 minutes. You wake up groggy in the motherfucker. Sit up there. You didn't look that junior college feet. You like. She walk in the door. Hi, honey. Ladies, the sign is <laughs> when he when he walks in the when you walk in the door and he gets up. Hi, honey. Gives you a hug and a kiss. I love you. You're the best. He didn't relieve himself. When he does stuff like that, I'm giving it. He happy. <laughs> oh, boy. My gosh, boy, my Lord. Look at you. You're looking good today. Wow. Oh, I'm looking good? Yes, you're looking so good. You're looking scrumptious. You overplaying your hand. Then she'd be like, ooh, perhaps, hey, my period done finished up. Tonight, I'm going to give you some punani. You like, oh, shit. Uh, Tonight? I mean, you looking good, but uh, uh, can we wait till Sunday? You think we can wait till Sunday? I don't know if I'm tonight. You sure? Uh, she, yeah, I'm, I'm finished up. I know it's been a long time, and I know you backed up. Uh, I want to do my duty tonight. I'm gonna put that thing on you. I'm gonna put something sexy. I'm gonna put something sexy on you. Like, ooh, uh, you got nothing. You know, you got blanks. You got <laughs> you. You would bust dust going in there. It would hurt. It would hurt for you to just get. Get hard. It's hurting. You done emptied out the whole bank. <laughs> um, tonight, mm, you know you need two and a half days. Mm. It's Friday, baby. You ain't you been waiting for the last eight days? We need to have some. <laughs> mm. uh, I don't know, man. I I've been feeling under weather. I've been. I think I got the guy. I think I got the guy. I got the itis. <laughs> Tell me, man. He says, crushing it, man. This is how it works. It is how it works, man. You overdraft your account. You like, oh, no, man, Lord. She like, I'm ready to go. I'm going to go rounds with you. You ready to go rounds tonight, honey? Oh, rounds. Multiple. Oh, um, mm. <laughs> she like and we could go tomorrow night and the previous the that after that you like oh all right honey let me just tell you i don't walk the dog i don't walk the dog i i just what i walk the dog i walked the dog when you went to the store what do you mean what you did it without me 
Why didn't you do it when I was here? Well, I just can't. I just can't let you know what I get off on. But but I just I'm going to need a couple of days. <laughs> You're cheating on me. Mm. <laughs> All right. Let me stop. Tell these guys, man, that's how it works. That's how it works. You're going to need some Gatorade. You're going to need some. You're going to need some ginseng. You're going to need some Gialis. You're going to need some Niagara. You're going to need You're going to need some. You're going to need some work. You know, pull the muscle. Oh, man. Anyway, man, it is. the. That's how it works, ladies. So if you. Yeah, Candace says it's her fault. It is absolutely the wife's fault. I'm telling you now, it is absolutely the wife's fault. She walked herself right into that. She messed up. And I, it is not the husband's fault. He waited and waited and waited. This dudes can't wait like that. We're not built for that. We're not waiting no three days. Once it, ladies, once you go past day three, it's your fault. Okay, you're you're you you asked for this shit. <laughs> you gonna need a spinach food? You're like, we're gonna have to wait. Somebody said some women know we doing that. They will come home for work and say, don't do that today because they want some, uh, they want eggs when they get home. Yeah. A smart, a, a, a very smart, savvy women would know that men do this. If women are disgusted by this, again, your relationship toolbox, you're ill-equipped. You don't understand men. And if you did, if you're degrade a guy for doing this, you don't understand men. Not only do you not understand men, you don't understand your duty. You don't understand how, the importance of this exchange. And if you're saying, well, it ain't fair and this is bad, you just don't have relationship tools. You're ill-equipped, period. That's how I look at it, and it is what it is. And it is what it is. All right, um, it's, all, it's, it's your fault for not understanding that this is a part of monogamy. That's what the definition of monogamy is. If you don't want to accept this role, abdicate your position, step to the side, and let, let somebody do what they can do out here. Step to the side. And if you don't care, ninjas, if a woman doesn't care, end the monogamous relationship immediately. End the monogamous relationship immediately. She does not know what her duties are, period. There's no need to shame a guy for this. This is part of who, what makes him who he is. This is makes him get up. That makes him get up and work. It makes him get up and do what he does for you and provide for his family. That also comes with this. You want him to be a woman and just turn it on and turn it off? It ain't going to work. <laughs> All right. Anyway, this is that part right there keeps women single because they refuse to acknowledge this truth. And that's a part of the truth. Anyway, I got some married men in trouble today. Y'all mad at me. Married men are like, why you didn't tell my wife? Now my wife, no. What do we got here? We got a, another politician. Now that we went on that one, another politician right here, uh, his wife pulling the divorce plug. All right, another one, another one, and another one. Kentucky, former Kentucky governor Matt Bevin's wife, Glenna, files for a divorce. And another one, and take a look. Are they Republican? Look at her. She looking like, oh, I'm just a lonely, abused housewife. They picked that picture. Glenna Bevin, the wife of former Kentucky governor, filed for divorce Thursday. Man, I don't celebrate these things. It's just sad. Uh, the petition for dissolution of the marriage stated that Bevin's marriage is irretrievable, 
irretrievably broken, sorry, and that they have been separated for over one year. While the two have nine children together, nine, good Lord. Yeah, they have nine children together. The petition of Glenna Bevins notes that only two are minors. So this is, I call a gray divorce. It's a gray divorce. She didn't say she was abused or beaten. I'm sure it's going to come up. Uh, and she's requesting joint legal custody and that she serve as the primary resident parent, residential parent. So she's she's trying to get majority custody. Her petition also states that she's un unable to support herself and does not have independent means to pay for her attorney's fees, seeking assistance from Matt Bevins, child support, and their property appropriately divided between them. Lord. Guys, this could happen. Dude, this thing, this game is, you guys need to take this shit seriously. You guys need to take this seriously. This is not a game. When this happens, and it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, when it happens, it's a wrap. Okay, because now you thought you was, you thought the coast was clear, but now she's going, I need primary custody. I can't pay my legal fees. I can't support myself. Well, this is why attorneys tell you the, the, as although you want a woman that doesn't work, although you want a woman that's traditional, they're the worst ones when it comes to divorce. They're the worst ones, meaning not they're, they're not the worst ones. They're going to affect you the worst. So you better be ready to pay bigly if you're messing with traditional women. What do I tell you? Free women cost the most. Traditional women cost the most. Their deal is back-ended. They're on a back-ended contract. They might be free getting into it, and it ain't even free, but the back-end payment is a balloon payment, all right? It's not, it's not to be disputed. So here we go right here. She is represent. I don't care about that. Uh, Bevins is a Republican who was elected governor in 2015, served one term after being defeated by a narrow margin in 2019 in a re-election by Andy B. I can't pronounce all of that. He teased a bid for governor this year only to not file for office um, on the deadline to enter the race in January. Now we know why. Though he strongly hinted that he would uh, file for office that day, he insisted, I'm sorry, he instead gave a rambling 22 minute speech on various topics to a throng of the reporters and political onlookers in the Capitol Rotunda before walking out of the door to his van to leave. So what was happening was he was about to get that divorce. And then, I mean, he was separated. All right. So he knew it was a wrap. Uh, most politicians as a, as a male politician, you cannot run and not be married. In fact, there's only been one president that has not been married that has held political office. And that was because he was a widower. Right. And then I think he eventually remarried or something like that. Like running for politics, having corporate jobs, you're not going to be a single male. So we got to be real on these things. Um, if you want these positions, if you want to be like I knew to be a head coach at a university, I would have to be married. Right. And that went into the thought process of I got to have marriage and kids and all of these things. If you think you're going to be just from some philandering fool, some free agent, some lone wolf and then be a CEO. Highly unlikely. Highly unlikely. You got to play the game. Same thing as Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos knows he got to be married. He can't be out here philandering, running at the junior college, banging 24-year-olds. He cannot do it. It's just a part of the game. And um, this is why the misleading statistic that successful men are married 
it's misleading because you have to be married to hold political office, to hold senior management. To, you got to be married. You're not getting in without being married. Again, this is in general. I'm sure you can come up with examples where that's the case. But you're not going to be out here running around philandering. I mean, you're going to have to be Elon Musk to be able to be able to do that. And you have to. It is what it is. The image is a part of it. It's a part of the game. OK, it's a part of the game. Rick Pitino, <laughs> he was married. Rick Pitino was married. He cheated on his wife. He's been married. He's still married to that woman. Rick Pitino was Rick Pitino certainly was married, but he he was. um. He said definitely married. All right. He was married when he banged that girl out in the uh, in the bar. Yeah. Rick Pitino's married. He got him a little Italian wife. That's one of my favorite coaches, by the way. Yep, you gotta have the image. Rick Pitino's been married for years, bro, and he got a little—he got that little Italian wife. Look at it. there they are in Sicily over here. All right, hold on for a second. Let me pull it up. Yeah, bachelors can't be controlled. Married men can be controlled. Bachelors cannot. That's his little wife right there. She's been around for a long, long time. He ain't never getting rid of her. All right, he got him. He got this. He got a woman. She ain't never going. All right, it doesn't matter what he does. She ain't never leaving his side. Marriage mafia. And um, and uh, yeah, that's just how the game is played. Let me get on to these super chats and then we got the main event. Got the main event coming up. What are we doing here? Uh yeah, yeah, we got Jabari in the building here. No. I don't know where I'm at on this one. Him says I can't trust them now that I understand them. Thanks for opening my eyes, coach. I stay away from BWs, even in this land of Tito's. You be out there, San Antonio, Texas. All right. San Antonio, Texas got lots and lots of Gorditas. All right. Shout out to the John Angelo Coffee Fund. Have a good week weekend. Catch the replay later. What's up for the weekend? Indeed. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? We got our man. Him says, I oh, coffee. Did I get coffee? Coffee fan says, remain consistent. Constantly content, men, with gratitude and thankfulness, you will be untouched by these normies and what happens on the daily. You will be untouched. Yes, you got to some, somewhat isolate yourself. All right, Rex says, Coach, just send another email over to you, sharing some of the info about the Metaverse glasses and some apps. Know you're busy, but hope you get a chance to check it out. Free Agent Lifestyle for life. <laughs> Jabari P says, gents, who decided... I'm sorry, gents who decided to go their own way and think for themselves are a threat to society or soy society, free agent lifestyle for life. This is a big deal. Like bachelors, you can't really control them. Like um, shout out to John Gourmet, retracted your message. But yeah, when you're single, like nothing's holding you there. When you're married and you have kids and you're at a job, they know you ain't going nowhere. You got to, you got to, you know, your kids are in the school, um, your wife. It's doing whatever she's doing in the society. And you got to get permission, if you will, from your wife to make a move. Right. So you can't just get up and move and take your shit um, if you're married. So corporation, the corporate structure knows that. So when people say married men make more money and married men are more single and the majority of successful men are married. This is true. But what we're not considering is that they got to be married. They gots to be married. Yep. 
more likely you're going to plunk down on the house. More likely you're going to get your kids in the good, good school. You're going to be having them in soccer. They're going to be in their coaches. They gots to be married, bro. Emmy Yudoka is definitely a um, um, exception, but his marriage was celebrity, right? I, that had to do with a lot of reasons why he got his position. Let's be frank. His association with his celebrity wife, and they treated her as if they were married, and they had a kid. So that was the tie-in. If he didn't have that, he might not have gotten the job. We don't know. He was engaged to her, right? If he didn't have that knee along, he was, because that's how he was described. The ninja that went to the championship round, and he was described as Nia Long's husband, or Nia Long's boyfriend. So, yep, they lived together. They didn't work together like, um, they they operated like a married couple. So, it is what it is. I think it's overwhelmingly true. Yes, most successful men are married, but most successful men must be married. Shout out to Blue Baggins. I had an ex once that tried to play these sex games, these coochie games, and I got out real quick five years later. She's still trying to get back uh, to be for her, to be for her or be with her, but you're a free agent. Shout out to you. And for life, JC says my gordita can put her legs behind her head. Wow. Hey, women are flexible, no matter how well how big they are. It's barbecue in there. All right, B-Real Mahogany says, as a friendly reminder, Lewis or Luis never won at Clark, but she was dipping or dripping for Superman. Go figure, dipping. <laughs> she was dripping. Lois, I believe you should have. Now you maybe call her Luis. Lois never won at Clark, but she was dripping for Superman. Indeed. Indeed. So uh, that actually plays into the role of scripted, scripted hypergamy, I suppose. We got uh, who is this in here? We call you. We're going to call you Big R. Miller says tides and offerings from Memphis, Tennessee. Shout out to you, brother, and the co-sponsorship. Hercules from the Pantheon. I'm single in corporate. They look right over me when promotions happen. There you go. I'm going to put that up there just so you guys know. Marriage is a part of a social game in which, um, yeah, there's exceptions to the rule. But when it comes to playing the game, you got to be married. You got to be married. If you're in the matrix, marriage is it. That's, a, that's, a, that's one of the things. <laughs> married men are successful because they have to feed a family. Single men just need enough to live on. And that goes to the next thing. Uh, single men don't look at they don't look at single men as a need to promote him they like ninja you can you can live off of what you making but when people know oh you got a family and kids oh let's promote them let's help them up let's get them through the ladder it's uh interesting shout out to Deshaun Rose says good afternoon coach I'm on the road but tuned in shout out to you man part of the game you can play the game or you cannot play the game play the game or not play, play the game all right, some people choose to not play the game, but you better figure out. Better figure it out real fast. And married women do get um um they do get help and aid too. So marriage is a game. Why aren't you married, Mr. Anderson? All right. I don't know who you're talking about. All right, we're back to the show. Nope. Uh let's see here. I think I got these brothers. Let me see if I got Kaylin. I did skip somebody, did I? No, I didn't. Yes, I did. 
I did skip some brothers. I got three more. I think I do. Uh, Coach, uh, would you say monogamy is harder for men or, or women? I think it's harder for both, right? But women can get away with being not fulfilling their sexual duty in monogamy, right? But like I said, they get bored first. They get bored first. Scientifically, statistically, they get bored with monogamy and monogamous sex first. Wiz Division Production says, uh, update on the female co-worker. I got a promotion is and was relocated to a different location. Later, she contacted me and told me she's not only she not only got hired at the same company I work for, but also got promoted and relocated one building away from me. I sat her down and explained that I wanted to keep things strictly professional going forward. Also have minimized contact. And that only made things worse. Because now she amplified the flirting. I'm just hoping she gets bored at this point or a chat shows up. I'm watching too many men around me at work getting buried me too style to be dumb enough to fall for the co-worker with benefits traps salami discipline has to be ironclad out here remember the gold gentleman's free agent lifestyle take me out with we must stay focused brothers we must stay focused lord have mercy we must stay focused brothers we must stay focused sometimes falling back does work against you as well right because then she's like oh you playing games with me all right i got y'all ass deadly deadly ladies don't Hold it against us for having bad bed skills. There's no uh, school course or instruction manuals on clapping cheeks, <laughs> right? Uh, the game guys will be like, oh, you were lame. But the, um, the best thing about performance in bed with women is that you only get better, like, when you do it. That's the only thing. You can't practice it. You only get better by doing it. But let me just tell you, any woman that says – and this is typically going to be street straggles, black women, because, you know, black women are hypersexual and they want this type of performance and to be and held up and pushed against the wall and legs up and flexible and taking strokes for 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes. You know what that insinuates? OK. You know what that insinuates? That automatically says that guy is well versed and has a long history of throttling women. She knows that. She has to know that. This is not a rookie. This ninja knows what he's doing. She's not going to run. She's not going to stop being pleasured by that guy. But she knows this ninja been around the block. So when she says, well, what is your body count? And you'd be like, ah, don't worry about that. She knows it's super high. And she'll say, mm, you got the nasty. Mm, yo, didn't you? She's still going to be throttled the next day. She's not going to run away from that guy because that guy knows how to work her body. That comes from experiences. So you, you can't underestimate that. Now, we got some probably some 26-year-old woman in here. Not me. Shut up. We don't listen to women under 25. You know nothing about life. Zero. You got no experience whatsoever. No skin in the game. You ain't even stopped paying. You ain't even paying all your bills yet. Shut up. I don't want to hear about what well, I want a guy. I prefer a goofy game. Uh, I prefer a goofy gamer that doesn't know what he's doing. We can learn together. Shut up. Mm. Shut up. Shut up. You ain't learning shit <laughs> together. We'll learn together. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first time. <laughs> First time you get folded up properly, you be like, I'm never leaving this guy. <laughs> He's mine forever. 
And I'd be like, you know, I'm, you know, you're going to have to share me. Okay, whatever. <laughs> right? She, she ain't leaving that dude. She ain't leaving that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First time he put his face between your legs and you get the shivering, you ain't going nowhere because you ain't had nobody do that, at least properly. Ninja done went down there and put his nose down there and was like, not I. He looked down there. He felt the slime. He's like, not me. Well, he tried to lick a couple of times on the carpet. Is that good? Okay, I'm done. Then Pookie said, sit on my face. It's been a rap ever since. Mm. Rapsky. <laughs> you going there. You're not going. <laughs> you're not going. We have an exception to the rule guy. Thank you, brother, for love, for the love. But this isn't necessarily true on black women. And as you said, necessarily, right? So you're saying it's true. So you're saying it's true. All right, anyway, I got Daily says, Coach, if you guys haven't had a single mother raised ghetto black queen, then you guys haven't lived. They are dumb as a doorknob and can be dangerous, but they poom poom is like butter mixed with ice cream. Had one last night, and as soon as I entered, I had a vision of me being in child support court. If only these girls were cooperative, why, God, why? Well, we know. Guys, lesson again. Some of the best punani is attached to some of the craziest and dumbest women on the planet. <laughs> All right. Just let it be known that that's the truth. Some of the best and craziest punani out here. Some of the best, you could throw it up in the air and turn it into sunshine, belong to streetwalkers, prostitutes, young, crazy, out of their mind. Remember, trust the hot crazy matrix. The hot crazy matrix. Some of the best you ever gonna get is gonna be somebody that you might not want to be seen with or associate with or whatnot. It is what it is. All right, let's get to the show, man. I thought we was gonna have a good show today. All right. And I thought I was gonna have a short show. Is it 1040? All right, man. My day is messed up. Okay, let's speed through these. We're gonna go through Flow Rider. We're gonna we're gonna skip Gwen. Stefani, because I've been already just extending the show out, we're going to go over to Flowrider. So let's give you the update on Flowrider. I talked about this. Um, he properly won, I think, last year, February 2023. This year, Ninjas, pay attention to this timeline. Flowrider, he won an $82 million lawsuit, and he says how he will spend the money. Shout out to Flowrider. You spin me round, right, round, right, round. Flowrider. Had a um had a lot to celebrate at the 65th annual Grammy Award red carpet on Sunday. ET's Kevin Frazier spoke to the low rider rapper to discuss his recent victory in a multi-million dollar court case against the energy drink Celsius. Flow Rider allegedly said justice came thanks to God. Other people out there who might be going through a situation when you're wait, when you give your truth, you can only expect the victory. Last month, the jury awarded Flo Rida $82 million following his breach of contract lawsuit victory against Celsius. Flo Rida, they gave his real government name in 2021, claiming Celsius Energy Drink breached the contract they struck in 2014 after the company failed to pay him guaranteed royalties, bonuses, and compensation and incentive 
compensation. Now, Flowrider said they didn't want to give me my just due, but thanks to the judicial system, I'm just overwhelmed and just excited about new ventures. All right, shout out to Flowrider. He got his bag. He got that baggy bag. How much bag did you get, sir? 82 million. Let's say the let's say the um let's say his attorneys took a portion of that bag, 10%, 20%, 30%. We don't know. And then Uncle Sam is going to take a portion of that bag. Let's just say he walked away with $30 million. Pay that man his money. Unfortunately, gentlemen, his victories were short-lived. Because you know somebody was watching them pockets. Somebody was watching them pockets. And that somebody was his girlfriend. Yes, gentlemen, his girlfriend had a baby. And the baby is a special needs child. We actually reviewed this case. And it didn't take long. Less than three months after his unprecedented victory, his baby mama came a-knocking. Rapper Flowrider agrees to support package for his disabled son that could total nearly $500,000 a year, then left holding a folder over his face. God damn Came right out the woodworks, not even three months later, Ninja, as he was praising the court system for giving him his just due. His baby mother said, not so fast, Ninja. Flowrider was taken to family court by Alexis Adams, no relation, his ex-girlfriend and the mother of his son. Okay, the rapper agreed to support Zohar. That's the child which uh, could cost him nearly $500,000 a year in child support. How old is the child? The child is six years old. So indeed, if you take that out, you're talking about uh, over a 12-year period, we're talking about $6 million. So you might say, well, he won $84 million, but we already suggested that the lawyers got a cut. We also suggested that um, the tax man got his cut too. So we whittled it down to 30 to $35 million. So that means the baby mama terrorist is going to get about 5%, 6 to 7% of that money over the period of time. Man, let me tell you. Okay. Not even that much. I mean, it's even more than that. I'm actually, my math was my math was quite wrong. It's going to be significantly more than that. If you're talking about $30 million compared to the $6 million you're going to give up. So, yes, special needs kid. It's a special needs kid. We already did that. He will keep supporting this kid. Uh, oh, so that was your point. He's going to keep uh, supporting this kid until childhood. So to your point, you're absolutely right. 20%, 20% of that money. So this, this is not going to be the end of this child support. He's going to be contributing to this kid for the rest of his life. All right. And so he skeeted in the woman. I think, um, I think that uh, the, the, he has not been a part of this child's life. And in fact, she does have a lawsuit against, I believe, um, an apartment complex or a hotel. This woman also has a lawsuit. This woman that just got this judgment has a lawsuit against something where the child fell. And there wasn't enough security or protection to prevent this special needs child from falling. So not only is she going to get this lawsuit, she's um, going to get that lawsuit potentially as well. And um, the other part of it is I don't think he's been a part of this kid's life. Okay. So under the agreement, 
with his ex-girlfriend. This sounds like he settled. I'm not sure. The Good Feelings rapper was told, no, he did not settle. He fought it. To pay $14,000 a month in support and $2,200 a month in health insurance for the child who's six years old. And he recently suffered an injury from a five-story fall. So there's the story right there. Let me see if I can get it. Um, and he's not paying the son's medical bills. The mother's suing the apartment building. So the mother might win some money there. Mother got money coming to her pockets. He was also ordered to set up a $300,000 escrow account for the kid's needs. That account must be replenished annually each September. Topping the package, topping the package is a one-time $188,000 payment that the rapper was told to wire to Adams immediately to compensate her for the outstanding expenses, including the child's school care. Florida was bling free on Tuesday. Very smart to go to court with no bling, no drip as he tried to escape notice in a sprawling courthouse. And of course the media was, um, the media is watching and they're saying what he was wearing. Balenciaga parka, and they gave the cost. They out there pocket watching crazy. And if you don't know, that is the picture that they got of him. Unfortunately, right there, that's the picture. And yes, he did not want to be recognized after that defeat. So again, what goes around comes around. Um, he won a big lawsuit. The baby mama saw his come up and was like, time to take you to court. And she probably was fully aware of the lawsuit prior to asking for any financial need, meaning she let the bills pile up. Guys, um, your baby mama terrorist will let, will go into bankruptcy, watch you hit a lick, and they'll wait for you to hit a lick. They'll be waiting, right? They'll be waiting. They'll be like, this ninja going to hit a lick. And she'll wait, 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 watching pockets, watching pockets. And then right when you get to a point, oh, okay, oh, you flossing? Oh, you hit a lick? Boom, drop it. Drop, drop the bomb. Drop the bomb. So it seems like he wasn't. He wasn't, uh, yeah, she was literally sitting in the cut. Like, she didn't ask for anything prior to that, did she? If she really, if she really was about what it was, she would have asked for the money prior, right? She would have sued him prior, right? She did not. She sued him after he got the money. They're smart and savvy with this. Do not underestimate them. People think this is effed up. Um. People think this is effed up, but it is what it is. All right. This is how it works. And this is how they play the system. Check and mate. All right. Let's get to the main, main, main event. NBA player. Rashawn, I believe, Holmes awarded custody after his baby mama terrorist used the abuse excuse and takes the kid away from him. Let's go ahead and take you to this main event subject matter right here. This is how the game is played. We do have to tell you when men win in court. And of course, we hope more men win in court against these abuse excuses. Here it is. This is the gentleman here playing for the Sacramento Kings. After being accused by ex-wife of domestic violation towards the son, Kings, Rashawn Holmes gains custody of his son. Let's go ahead and hit him. Wait. Um, let's hit him with that. And this happened the uh, last couple of weeks here. We'll tell you the story. We'll show you. We'll give you all the information here. Indeed. And so uh, let's get it here. It says King Center Rashawn. I'm, I'm going to call him Rashawn. R. Holmes 
ex-wife accused him of domestic violation towards their son. Again, I've been telling you, these domestic violence claims, which we have a district attorney that educated women, we have video of her educating women to use domestic violence in ways to get custody of children. So these cases should not be in the family court at all. If somebody alleges domestic violence, this should be a criminal case. The family court should stay out of it. But the fact that they dip their nose in it and nothing happens other than the man loses custody is an, is, a, is an indictment on actually what domestic violence is. Domestic violence should be criminal court proceedings, not family court. Take that shit to criminal court. All right, leave it out the family court, but they don't do it. So she used the abuse excuse. And she thought she was going to win. But, however, after reviewing the situation, multiple judges have granted Holmes custody of his son. And it says right here, a Los Angeles court awarded King Center Rashawn Holmes sole custody, physical and legal, of his son. Holmes' ex-wife defied the L.A. court order and took the child to Georgia, which is called kidnapping. That's called kidnapping, y'all. Because, hey, wait a minute. Because if the man would have done that, that would have had Amber Alert. But, of course, when women kidnap the kids, guess what? Then they'd be like, well, you got to take her to court. This ninja probably had to spend a million dollars to get this that he probably does not have. I don't know who he is, so I don't think he has a big contract. And plus, he plays for the Kings. So he had to spend a significant amount of money for this shit. But if he would have took the kid to Georgia, ninja would have been arrested on the spot. This is abduction of a child. This is a big violation of the court order. A Georgia court conferred with L.A. court and ruled. So he had to go through Georgia. He had to go find her in Georgia, Ninja. Man, the family court ain't shit. You think if you took a kid to another state that the woman would have to go fight that state, man? They would have had the SWAT team, ATF. Till they death, they would have had everybody out there. They wouldn't have had to go to, oh, you took the kid to Texas. I got a fight in Texas. Nope. Okay. So he had to go through the Georgia court where she resided because that's where jurisdiction probably lied. I'm not a legal expert. Okay. And then he had to go back to the L.A. court and they ruled in his favor and he now has his son. Uh, let me see here. Secondarily, it says right here, this uh, the well-being of everyone involved is of course the priority yeah but he's already the the problem that they're gonna miss i'll note it later secondarily Holmes, who got demoted when sacramento traded um sabonis looks like a prime uh, trade candidate this summer these rulings will remove apprehension teams would have had acquiring homes so let's go back and take you to what happened to him because he was said to be an abuser of his child and everybody went with it. He was reported in the newspaper as an abuser because the court of public opinion works like this, right? Right. And of course, somebody says she should go to jail for this. Exactly. But you would go to jail for failing to pay a couple of months of child support, right? It's unfavorable. This is why we're warning you. Kings player Rashawn Holmes sues the Sacramento Bee and his ex-wife, over articles claiming abuse. So congratulations for this guy. This guy's going on the offensive. Shout out to him. Not only did he have to pay up for 
fighting to get what was rightly his. Now he has to sue everybody for calling him an abuser who led with the headlines. He has a 64-page lawsuit claiming that the newspaper, the Sacramento Bee, took Alexis's side amid the custody battle over the sun. Okay, so most of you guys wouldn't be able to do this, by the way. All right, so I applaud his effort for doing this. Here's the deal. It says right here, he's suing Sacramento Bee, his ex-wife, over several after several articles the Sacramento Kings player claimed were irresponsible, racist, and, fault, and false. I don't jump on any racist bag, bandwagons, many of them, but I'm going to jump on this one because, because many times these players can't get jobs anymore because of these goofy-ass, frivolous claims by vindictive women. And it says right here, there was um the 68, the 64-page lawsuit includes articles written by opinion writer Robin Epley, Epley, I don't know what that is, who is also a defendant. And the complaint states that Holmes suffered death, uh, de defamatory damages for the pieces, claiming that the writer took Alexis's side and described Rashawn as an abuser. Another argument made in the lawsuit is that the claim that the B had access to court documents and previous rulings that contradicted the allegations of abuse, including a decision by a Sacramento Superior Court judge made denying Alexis's request for a restraining order. And despite acknowledging that the plaintiff was engaged in a bitter custody battle with the ex-wife over the 66-year-old son that will play out in court, the a writer, and by extension, the newspaper published, picked the side and publicly picked the side in the battle that of the ex-wife and sent the unmistakable and false message to the readers that Alexis Holmes is a victim and plaintiff is an abuser. All right. So let me stop right here. This is why. This is why I don't like people who do court records for other people, right? They that they dive through the court records. I've seen this done to other content creators. It was allegedly done to me. And this is why I don't give ex-wives platforms because what you do and the person that they did it against recently was Melanie King. And despite the fact that I don't have a opinion about Mel Melanie King, I don't watch her content. And yes, she's a woman and people are trying to go after her. My, my quip with the attack on her was the use of court documents. Now, when you use court documents, you are not under to, to make a judgment about a person. What you're not understanding is the lies is specifically about women or from women that they put in these court documents. This is why I don't like it. This is why I don't expose people. This is why I don't use documents to try to tell people story. It's because there's lies in that goddamn. This is lies. They're lying. Somebody blocked this ninja right here. All right. They're lying. And then when they lie, yeah, it's out of context. There's no understanding of how the shit works. You're using this and there is. Hold on for a second. I got to block somebody. Somebody block this guy. Thank you. You just don't know what is the truth and what's real. Nobody goes in the courts and files a lawsuit and tells the story on behalf of the person they're indicting or suing, 
right? So nobody says, although this person's a good person, let me tell you the bad shit. What they only tell you is the bad part. So then you go dive into the documents and then you be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And then you make a judgment. It's fine that you go into the documents, but especially when you're dealing with exes or ex-wives, you got to take that shit with a grain of salt. You got to take it with an extreme grain of salt. All of that shit that they got in them documents is not even nowhere, anywhere near truth. All right. And so this happened. And then when a court of public opinion come out and they say, well, the ex said, look, the ex said, well, guys, the ex doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. The ex doesn't matter. Because what they're saying is in a court documents is to get uh, an advantage. Okay, they're trying to get the advantage. So let's go back to now show you. Let's go back now to show you that. Let me see here. Let me remove this. We're going to show you the ex-wife actually parental, parental alienating the child against the father, allegedly. Okay, let me see here. Oh, wait a minute. Why is the volume down? Oh, here we go. No, wait a minute. Why is the volume down? I can't hear. Anybody? Wait a minute. Let's see here. Why can't I hear the volume on this video? Let me see if I can figure that out. Oh, okay, I got it. I got it. Got it? Let's pull it back up. Your dad is calling you a talk? No. All right. So, so this woman here, this is the mother. This is the mother. This is the ex-wife. The son is off screen. The son is off screen, and she's asking him, "The da your dad's on the phone. You want to talk to him?" I'm assuming this is why this is why she has removed the father, removed the child away from the father. I'm assuming I'm making an assumption that she is now in Atlanta. She's not near the father. Now he's on the phone trying to talk, and this is what happens. This is called parental alienation. Okay, this is what it is because now. The, the father can only contact the kid through the mother. And now, because the mother has done the damage already, now she can show with the media there, he don't want to, he don't like the father. The father's an abuser, see? See, the kid doesn't want to talk to the father. She's already, she's already abused the kid. This is why I think it's difficult now to establish the relationship because the toxic shit is already done. The damage is already done. Once a mother, a devouring mother, can alienate the kid away from the other parent, it's going to be harder for that parent. Many times you have to wash your hands. So let's go ahead and get, now that we have context, let's go ahead and provide it right here. Do you want to talk? No. Do you want to talk to your dad? No. Are you sure? I said no. no. I'm fighting for him. He knows what's going on. It's not a secret. He tells me, mommy, please. And, 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 and like I said, it does make me feel like less of a woman, less of a human, less of a anything. Like the lowest of the low. No, no. This woman is basically bitter and vindictive. I mean, listen, this is a vindictive woman. She's not fighting for him. She's fighting for her. She's fighting for herself. Um, You can see it in her eyes. Her eyes are dead behind that. She's lying. Um, It is what it is. This is all alleged. This is all alleged. And she's already toxically ruined the kid against the father. 
Come on, man. And she's playing the victim here. You know what you've done. So you can't believe these people half the time, if not more than half the time. She's just trying to, she's just trying to hurt the kid. I mean, she's just trying, she's just trying to hurt the father. That's all. That he's looking at me for protection, and I don't know if I can protect him because I don't have the money. And they always take the protective. They always take the I have to protect. Guys, yeah, we lips. Guys, when a woman says in a co-parenting situation, when she says, well, I got to protect the kid, that's bullshit. They always say they got to protect them. Who says you're the protector? Most of the times, the court doesn't even say that. The court doesn't even give them. She's just deciding on her own to protect the kid. And it's always against the father, and there's no protection. I, this is absolute guard. I got to protect the kid against the father. The father's this. No, you're not. You're just vindictive and bitter. That's all. This is just bullshit. Because always their protection is always going to be against the father. It's never like, I'm going to protect them from their schoolmates. I'm going to protect them from their football coach. I'm the No, it's never that. It's always protect them against the father so they can get custody and child support attached. This is bullshit. We need to protect these kids from their damn mother. That's what we need to do. But of course, you got to pay money to do this. You can tell she's just in another world. She's in Scarlet Witch territory. Now she's just using the abuse excuse. All right, I got to protect them and I got to protect them. You ain't got to protect the damn. What you need to do is get out of the way. Okay. All right. Anyway. And I don't know if I can protect him because I don't have the money or I don't have the fame. This should just go to stop you right there. I would never be doing all of this, even for myself. She lying. But I said, even as a school teacher, if a child were to come to my class and say. What? He was scared to return home. No, no, no. Bullshit. When you hear this, automatically know they lying. He did not go to school to say that. And let's just say he did. I'm sure he was not kicking and screaming. I assure adults ask him 15 times, are you scared to go home? No. 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 On the 15th time, yes. Okay, he said yes. All right, everybody in the action here. Get all the toy soldiers. You heard that, right? You got it. School counselor, the principal. Now everybody got the shit. Okay, he said it. See? Or why did he say he was scared to go home? There might have been a mouse in the house last one. They're taking that. They take that shit and they run with it. This is absolute. Yeah, she looked cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. This is like, this is bullshit. I'm going to tell you, man, I've experienced this shit. They lying their ass off. Let's continue. He said that his father hit him and he's afraid to return home. No, absolutely not. Myth. I would do everything in my power to protect that child. The Eastmen have been getting praised since middle school for their ability. And some of them literally have a second sense of reality where they feel like they can do anything. And I've completely detached my. All right. So this is his. This is his. Uh, he says, You have to be goofy as hell to believe that about me. My heart beats for my son. To hear my name tarnished at his expense is where I draw the line. Absolutely. This is where parents draw the line. And unfortunately, fathers have to go duke it out in court. Go lawsuit, spend $40,000, $100,000 because this woman is a goofy. All right. This is, I don't believe this about him. I don't because I've seen too many men lied on about this. 
myself from that life so that I can raise my son in peace. I don't I want to raise my son in peace. Yeah. Go to the games when he begs me to. I say I just want to raise my son in peace. Damn, she look look at this person, man. Wow. Guys, your ex-wife will turn into this, man. Your ex-wife will turn into this. And there's nothing you can do. I mean, you just have to have a lot of money to spend on court hearings. And even then, she don't go to jail. Even then, they don't throw her in a mental health facility. Even then, they barely take custody. This woman lost her custody. And that's mostly because he was willing to fight and spend hundreds of thousands of dollars for it. That's the only reason she lost custody. And he probably got a mental health exam on her, which is another $5,000 that you don't have. You guys don't have this. You guys don't have this money to fight. He did it. He probably got a mental health evaluation on her, and that shit came back with more red flags than the Chinese Communist Parade. But he snaps. He will never admit to anybody that he snaps. But we've seen him snap on court. All right, so... So now what they're saying is the man snaps. Guys, women hold snapping against you. They hold snapping against you. So what's going to happen is they do the straw that breaks the camel's back. And you finally get tired of that shit. And you start saying, all right, everybody, right now, get your shit in order. They use that one time against you after you'd have been gaslit, poked and prodded, all right, instigated. After all the shit has been happening, then you finally say, I'm tired of this bullshit. See, look at him. See, he snapped. <laughs> he snapped look at him and look at her face she looked like she telling an absolute lie guys they're going to use that against you so be careful you got a really whole frame cost me $25,000 he snaps he snapped on me I see him snap on his son why does it listen everybody gets snapped on that's not abuse guys getting yelled at is not abuse it's usually you did some shit to make you get yelled at now if he comes in the door and kicks the door in and he starts yelling at people and you were minding your own business, that's one thing. But you got snapped at probably acting stupid like this, right? And he got tired of it. You're like, I'm tired of this shit. Oh, look at you. Why are you yelling at me? <laughs> These people are lunatics, all right? But they will remember that shit. I'm like, why don't you remember the times where I calmly told you to shut your ass up? You don't remember that. But now when I snap, now, when I snap, you're going to oh, use that against me. That's called verbal abuse. No, it's not. It's calling me. Th this is that's not verbal abuse. That's trying to tell your ass. This is the last straw. I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Cut that bitch off. Next caller. So snapping is not verbal abuse. Snapping is I, this your last warning. Let's continue. And for you to drop your child off with their head bleeding with a knife and not say a word. Okay, so now she's using he dropped the kid off and he had a knot on his head. And because he didn't tell him where the knot came from, she's going to assume that the dad put it on the kid's head. But it's a child. It's a male child. He fell. He fell against the... You don't never know what it is. But, oh, there it is. They always looking for something. There it is right there. A knot. He got a knot on his head. Who did that to you? What, my daddy did that? Oh, your daddy did it? Man, please. These people are outrageous, man. We're not going to listen to too much of this. And I say a word. And then what your child is saying, if my son ever said this about me, I swear to God, I would say, I take my hands off. 
notice you notice she has not made eye contact with whoever's behind this camera or the camera itself. I don't know if you guys have noticed that. She got a big rack too, but it's not probably soggy. She has not made eye contact with that camera. She has not made eye contact with who's ever behind that camera. Nothing. She's sitting around here, eyes darting over here, eyes darting over here, eyes darting up at the ceiling, eyes in her lap. She over there, she is possessed, apparently. She looks possessed, I should say. She, wow, look at these, look at these eyes. She gone, bruh. Be careful who you have children with out here. Somebody says, I've been mentioning the eye contact. All right, shout out to you. She all over the place. Them eyes just darting everywhere. Okay, baby, you scared to go with me? Okay. Now, he has made me feel like I don't got no rights over myself. He got me living here with no family, no help, no nothing, no car. All my things are at my home. But you will not, you will not harm my child. <laughs> Sorry, baby. <laughs> you will not harm my child and then make it seem like... I'm making it up because I'm bitter. You hear your child asking for help. Oh my God. Shit. New, 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 new world order. Wow. You see why they lose custody, guys. All you need is money to fight them. If you don't have the money, wash your hands of the kids and say good luck. Pay your child support and keep it moving. Wow. Imagine you guys were in love at one point. I just I want to tell you how this fat how this changes quick. You were in love, you married, you had the kid, and she turned into that. She turned into that. And you're like, what did I do? What is going on? And guys, you can't do anything about it. She gone. She skipped acting class. Jesus. Trust me, man, dude. There's nothing you can do about that at all. There's nothing. You stuck. Yeah, she has mentally. She's gone. And they'll even admit that they have mental health issues. And the court will do nothing about it. You're like, you. she'll be like, I wanted to delete myself and I'm in therapy and I need mental health medicine. And you're like, bruh. <laughs> All right. Um, but um, a, a woman tried to do that and say she had mental health issues and lost custody of her kids. So, you know, although they'll use that to you in person and talk about therapy and mental health and side effects and medication, they'll say that. And uh, but if they go into court with that, they're going to lose custody because I'm going to be able to say, well, she unstable. The proof is in the pudding. Give her that 5150 exam. All right. We got our man, John Gourmet. Shout out to you with that co-sponsorship. He says, uh, appreciate the shout out. I'm on Patreon and need info to send about the jerk smoked salmon. CGA, best part of my day. You got that money out here. I got money. Let me know. Jay Johnson says this. He says, this is true. He says, in the Bruce Timms cartoon movie, World's Finest, Lois Lane one is Superman, as in uh, as in his body and strength, but wanted Bruce Wayne for the money. <laughs> wow, she wanted Bruce Wayne for the money. Yeah, man. Uh, there's nothing new under the sun out here. It's really tough. 
But um, trying to figure them out is to accept who they are. I got to check the original Cash App to see what y'all brothers doing over there and get y'all brothers acknowledged. How about that? Yeah, you over here too. Shout out to Jim Rat. That girl had her panties sniffed too much. That was from last night. All right, we got our man, Mr. Sanchez, in the building. Eddie, Eddie, said for the barbecue in here. We barbecuing. It's barbecuing now. Ready for the four-day weekend. Shout out to Mr. Cashflow Mac. Says stupid phrases like frame makes men skip common sense. All right, alpha mean. Oh, um, what, alpha men or alpha frame? All right, so it makes men skip common sense. Shout out to you, brother. What do we got over here? Let me check the other cash app over here. Let me see. We headed for the weekend. Thank you for the support. Um, I do have bail money in case some shit gets funny. We got our man, Kevin G. He says, bitch got wee lips crying. He says, you got to send it. Yeah, man. Wee lips. She's smoking pound, ounces of weed. Pounds. She's smoking by the pound. You can't trust a woman crying that smokes weed like that. I mean, let's take a look. Allegedly. Allegedly. When they got weed lips and they try to get sensitive, you like, nah, baby. You for these streets, man. You for the whole boulevard. Mm. <laughs> All right. You, you try to take them serious and they lips black as fuck. All right. You like, man, I can't take you seriously with them black ass lips. <laughs> or when they got the cigarette lip where they got the ding, the ding right here. Where they be resting a cigarette. They got that one little dot on their lip. They've been smoking cigarettes too long. And then you try to take them seriously and they got that lip just hanging. <laughs> they got that cigarette lip. Like, bitch, what's wrong with you and your damn? What's wrong with your lack of self-control and discipline? And you will know, bro, they will literally. <laughs> they life will be falling apart around them. And I'm like, perhaps it's because you are a goddamn nicotine fiend and you a weed head. Is that the problems you have in life? For real, they be having they be having problems in their life, and I'm like, perhaps you have an eight hundred dollar a month weed habit. <laughs> All right, yo, if you smoking weed out like that, you can't tell me other things are your problems. That your problem number one. How you let yourself get your lips black like that? Come on, man, you saw your lips darkening up. Mm. <laughs> You saw your black ass, your pink ass lips turn black. He said 800 a week for real. All right. Wisdom the vision production says I'm technically a bachelor working in corporate. I actually got promoted at almost every job. I particularly think it is because I'm usually a diversity hire, but I know it's because I maintain an incredible squeaky clean public injury image and a high work ethic, having a good reputation and being around the right people at the right time could be your ticket to success in corporate. And yes, do not screw it up with the Punani. All right. Do not screw it up chasing the Punani. We got two more brothers here, uh, two more brothers. And they will be, excuse me, ready for the weekend. We got no government name reading an article about the Mr. Holmes, the basketball player case. Doesn't do it any justice, coach. He says, you have to see the courtroom video. It's all over the internet. Um, He says, in the video, you can see she's been coaching the child to alienate him. She ran out of alimony and currently has a millionaire son living in a shelter for battered women. 
He even cries in the courtroom. Okay, give me a second here. We might not be done with this. You not, might not be done with this. Let me see here. Somebody actually did suggest this. I think it was you. Let me see here. We're going we're gonna to pull it up. All right, we do have one more here. Uh, let's see here. It's all on the internet. Um, Man, somebody's going to have to find the link because I just did Google it. Uh, let's see here. All right. You might have to send me the link, and I know it might be difficult to send the link because you can't send the link in the uh, chat. Let me see here. Child crying. Uh, is this it? This might be it. Is it on Zoom? Okay. Tries to use the court to gain custody of... Okay, let me see. Oh, it is a, it is a video. I got it. All right, so it is a video. Let me see here. I hate that they do videos on Zoom like this. This is actually ridiculous. All right, I hate Zoom court. I got it right here. I got it up. I got one of the hearings. Kayla says, for the women who say or will say that marriage and monogamy aren't all about sex, I will try to tell them to think about what they got in part of being or because of their sexual partner. They got a wedding, marriage, kids, and a man to provide and protect, and they think they can weaponize sex while he still has to be loyal. This makes no sense. It only makes sense to them because they have the advantage. All right, so I do have a hearing video here. I do have a hearing video. Uh, I don't know if this is the video. So, so the brother who said this in the comment section, you don't have to super chat. Is this the video? My six-year-old saying that he is afraid. And if that wasn't the situation, then the defects worker wouldn't have issued us a safety one. plan. This is probably not the one because this is a Zoom hearing. So I'm assuming that there's an actual in-court video. Let me see if I can pull it up. See if I can pull it up. Oh, man. Is there an in-court? Yes. That, oh, that's the one. That's the one. Let me go back then. This is the one. There's a long video. Let me see if this. Obvious. Petitioner is desperately seeking a way around the custody orders issued by the Los Angeles court. The custody case in Los Angeles is not going her way, and she is abusing the court system in an effort to get her way. Petitioner has been ordered not to remove the child from California while the custody case is pending. And now that her alimony has run out, she wants to move with the child to Georgia. And the Los Angeles court has denied her request to do so. So she's looking for a way around that. We're All right. So they're saying here we asked. We're, uh, so the alimony ran out. Petitioners here. And um, now because of that, she's like, I can't afford to live here. So they probably were in a short term marriage in the state of California. Short term marriage is because um, if you're married under 10 years, when you get a divorce, you only get half the term of that marriage for alimony. So I'm just going to say, let's say the, the child is six. They were married for five years. They've been separated and going through some shit. If they were married for five years, she only gets two and a half years of alimony. Right. Two and a half years. And so she took the she took the you know, she took the opportunity to probably file for the divorce and run. She thought she was going to get lifetime support. She only got two and a half years of alimony as an example. And the money ran out. Now she's trying to figure out what to do. And her next thing was, I'm going to go get child support, having full custody. All right. We're asking that her case be dismissed and that petitioner be ordered to pay all of the attorney's fees that my client has been forced to incur in defending against petitioner's latest attempt to evade the 
California court orders. Guys, that's another tactic to use, guys. Sorry to cut it up. Make the ex-wife or make whoever you're suing, just say, make them pay the attorney's fees. All right. That order awards my client sole physical and sole legal custody of the child. Petitioner is awarded supervised visitation. I would propose that we go forward on my motion to dismiss before we get into evidence, just because that may dispense with the entire case. Here it said that sole legal and sole physical custody was awarded to Mr. Holmes. Uh-oh. Yes. Court order. So, I mean, like I said, I wasn't there. It says this is a court order. So that was and a that, hearing. And that was made, and it's uh, because, and, and mind you, uh, you know, the defendant does pay Judge Lewis. And the night before that happened, I, I made them aware that we were in a domestic violence shelter and how we were being treated was unfair. And I will be alerting the presiding judge that presides over uh, um, this uh, stipulation because everything that is uh, put in our stipulation and if there are changes made is supposed to go to the actual Stanley Moss family court. What we, when we have Zoom court, they're, they're similar to meetings. Uh, so when he, that was his attempt to the night before I emailed them and told them that we were in a, um, domestic violence shelter and that, uh, you know, did I hear a smoke alarm? Hey, um, so what she, uh, she basically saying, yeah, the judge awarded this, but you still took the kid and she's like, yeah, because I was in a domestic violence shelter. So she's using the abuse excuse. I was still being threatened because of course the defendant is not going to say what, what he's been doing. I don't know what kind of athlete he is. I don't care. Damn. Yikes. Shout out to the judge, Alex Manning. She said, oh, my Lord, Alex Manning, the judge. She said, I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Cut that bitch off. Next caller. Damn, she said, I don't care. Look at <laughs> I don't care. But really that was care. his attempt. Uh, you know. I don't care. Famous, I'm famous. I'm a big deal. Oh, the judge said, bitch, I'm the judge. Did you forget? Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Yo, the judge is pulling rank. She a hang him high ass judge, too, in Georgia. Shout out to her. In Atlanta, I'm a big deal. Okay. So he ain't a big deal. Oh. Ain't nobody out here a big deal but me. I'm hey, she ain't lying. I have a big deal. She ain't right? lying. She yes. Is. Hey, y'all better recognize these judges don't play. Hold on. He's probably tall, so he probably plays basketball. And I'm not impressed with that. I'll tell you why I'm not impressed with that, because I have played basketball longer than LeBron James, but it doesn't mean I'm doesn't mean he's better than me. Okay? Uh-oh. So yes. bring LeBron out here, and I'll whip him too. And I oh, my. the Damn, ju judge, chill. <laughs> the judge... Talking about she'll he'll whip him in basketball. You know she played basketball too. Look at her. She got that Pat Summit ass haircut back in the day and shit. She played that old Dominion basketball. She played in basketball in the 70s when it was a full t-shirt. She played basketball in the second girl, the girls gym. She played high school basketball when only the Bulldaggers played. She played high school basketball when only she played high school basketball before Title IX. All right, hold on. I played basketball longer than him. 
So don't mean he's better than me. Okay. So yeah. all that athlete stuff, I don't care. And I'm glad you said that you're honored because honestly, we can't act like that aspect doesn't exist because that is one of the reasons why I'm getting threatened. And that's one of the reasons why he wants to stay in private court because okay, he wants the violence. So, so I don't care. So don't worry about talking about money. Okay. I don't care. I don't care about that. I don't care who he is. And, you know, I'll meet you on the basketball court with Holmes. I'll still you. But I'm just telling you. Okay. That's it. So I don't care about what I care about are these allegations of violence. And like Ms. Simpson had brought up, when has Mr. Holmes been to Georgia and commit? Because here's the thing. Uh-huh. It, it, something has to have happened in Georgia. So when's Mr. Holmes been to Georgia? Uh oh. So so they in the Georgia court and she's talking about domestic violence. And the judge said that don't matter here. He ain't even been here in domestic violence. Nothing. So your case is going to get thrown the hell out of here in Georgia. Send it back to California to, to been to Georgia and committed acts of violence. Yes. And what I'm what I'm no. going off of for that is I look to see does uh, it says, does he have ties in Georgia? Does he work here? And did the violence happen in Georgia? He absolutely has. What? threatened me i've received the threat the, the threatening um here but has he been oh, to georgia to threaten you and is he it? also put a tracking device he ain't even answering none of the judge's questions she just jumping and got the smoke detector going off in our in rj's bag that we had to get rid of and um his um rj's uh he gave him an ipad and he was tracking our every move which is how he knew exactly where we were february 6th so the violence um and, well, and when you I you were in court on April the 21st you were there right yeah were you there yes ma'am okay so you heard this judge say all this right yes but like, I knew that it was it- from it, it was it was based on the the judge uh that 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 me uh that, that mediator and private judge in Rashawn are Friends. He pays his he pays the bill. And when I emailed to the night before that court um, expressing guys, man, I look, you know what? I can't I can't go through this entire video. <laughs> I can't go through this. Shit. <sighs> guys, you see what lengths. You see what lengths these people go through. Lying, stuttering, shuffling misleading arguing shit that don't matter hearsay she all over the place she will not throw in the towel what the fuck are you talking about and the judge already said it doesn't matter here and guess what she's still going for it unbelievable guys man i'm sure there's some other bs on that one but we gotta wrap this shit up we do have another super chat king of space says facts coach men he says the women you're currently with is taking notes, building up evidence as time goes on to pull your file later on in the courts. All women. All. Derek Eaton, my baby mama terrorist, took my child to another state. I later ran into a family member of hers, and they said they understood why you stayed away. Okay, you understand. And some and guys, you know, uh, that's just how it works for us. Sometimes you just have to let it go but um i'm gonna check that out i'm gonna check the video out maybe we'll touch on it next weekend but guys look at the lengths that they go through it is not all women that do this by the way so so we know but the problem is you don't know which one will and um she said he up in there lying on this man lying on this man the judge ain't even having it but guess what you know what's the funniest thing 
the judge still got to listen. The, the judge still giving her a platform. This hearing is an hour. See, this is the sad part about it. Because instead of them just throwing her out of the courtroom, they let her ramble for a full hour. You know what I mean? They let them ramble. They let them wiggle out. They let them stutter. They let them do this and play the victim. And they, instead of saying, get out of here, they let them do this and rack up your legal bills. <laughs> All right. It's that wasting tax. Pay. And by the way, the judge is getting paid. Everybody gets paid to let these people do this. And overwhelmingly, these family court proceedings are initiated by the woman. She's the petitioner. She initiated. She's the one initiating the need for this hearing. Then when she gets called out, she don't care. She's still shuffling and stammering. It's sad. They give them every opportunity, and then eventually they'll be like, oh, okay, I see it your way. And then you lose after they avoid questions. They don't have jurisdiction. After they lie, they figure out the right lie, and they pull, oh, okay, you didn't say that before. Interesting, man. Shout out to the coach gang, man. Have a good weekend. Get your bell money together. Happy Memorial Day or celebrate Memorial Day. For the people, not celebrated, I guess, honor the brother, people. Keep them in your memory that served and protected you, brothers out here. And uh, wear your condoms. Wear your condoms. Keep your bell money and don't be publicly drunk and don't piss in public and don't take no woman's peace leave that says no. Shout out to the coach gang. And we out of here. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? Peace. I'm just trying to...